following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan it's time for the huge show from the east side to the west side to the UP the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE that's 1-866-838-4843 now the huge one Bill Simonson What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Inside this broadcast, Jeff Risden from thelionswire.com, also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast, will join us. A lot to get to. What about Lamar Jackson as a Detroit Lion? Free agency is coming up. Jeff spent... Uh, the week at the Combine in Indy last week. If you have a Lions question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. All of our social network interaction presented by the Grand Rapids Gold, the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team. They're down to a few remaining home games. So just go and search Grand Rapids Gold. Follow them Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and also tickets available at Ticketmaster.com and the Fernandel Arena box office. So much on the NFL front. Uh, Rogers out of the darkness. Carr uh, with that huge deal, you know, setting the bar uh, for this QB run, uh, both in free agency and also in the upcoming NFL draft, which we'll get to. Uh, the NFL making noise almost every day and and they love it uh, with the shield Jeff Risden I mentioned in studio uh, with us today uh, Jeff when you look at the combine uh, we'll get to Lamar Jackson's story free uh, agency we had Herman Moore on the show yesterday saying he's as comfortable as ever when it comes to the Lions I mean we're all just kind of waiting for what pieces uh, they fill in and we get to the start of the regular season. I know we got free agency first, then the draft. But let's go back and look uh, at the combine. You were there, uh, nope. and I saw your story at Lions Wire, and also uh, listened on the Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, you targeted players that you think that could be in a Lions uniform this summer. Yeah, one of the things that we do at the combine is we're and we're learning what Brad. Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell are looking for, and I think we've got a, a pretty good idea of what they want in specific players. The, uh, culture is a very big thing. We talked off the air before we started the show about the, the culture fit and how it is very exclusionary and how that's a good thing. This is not a team that's going to get caught drafting somebody that they don't know how to use and doesn't fit in with the, the group that they've got. And the, so finding those guys, uh, you want you want guys that are solid people off the field. You want people that live, breathe, die football. Uh, they 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 want um, to use the phrase. They want the dog in them. 
and uh, there were some guys that woofed down there, uh, and then some guys that you didn't expect necessarily that, that would be guys that you would consider for the Lions. Uh, one of the one of the guys that, that really struck out to me was Maryland cornerback Deontay Banks. Goes by Tay now. Like this is a guy. He's got good film at, at Maryland. But he's coming out of Maryland. Like they're not known for their defense. You know that that's the team that tries to outscore you with with Tagovailoa and, and all that stuff. And this guy, I, I tell you what, he is definitely in play at eighteen uh, for a cornerback. He, he talked about how he wants to physically dominate you if you're going against him. He's going to get in your head. He's going to push you around. He's going to impose his physical will. He said that twice in his combine interviews. I'm standing in front of him like. That's a Dan Campbell guy right there. And there was a few guys that, that stood out like that. And, and there was, there was actually honestly some guys that were like, I don't think this guy's got that to him. Like he didn't have that dog in him. And, and it was, it was interesting to see and, and, and talk with some of the other Lions guys that are down there about like, yeah, we, we were, we were kind of high on this player, but now I don't see it as much. And, and that's, uh, that's what the combine is really about for us as the media is finding out who fits where. Um, obviously, there's a ton of buzz that goes on about who's going to be wearing free agency and where they're going to go in the draft. But from the Lions' standpoint, it was it was a lot easier to see like who can be Lions and who won't be Lions, and that that's what I got out of the, out of the week down there. Well, and you look at Holmes and Campbell, and you think about this, Jeff, that they they've spent you know over two years building this culture. It's still not a finished product. They they finished eight and two, and we've been talking off season. Uh, since that Packers win, that I think they'll try and re-sign as many players as they can because uh, they want to keep that run going. I know you got the break with the season ending, uh, but they were moving quickly uh, in the right direction. Nobody's expecting them to win the Super Bowl a uh, year from now. So your goal is playoffs first. Right. Uh, NFC North would be awesome if you could win that home field advantage to some level in the playoffs. So uh, the culture, and you mentioned the interviews, and that there were very few players that that fit that dog mentality, that locker room uh, fit uh, that yeah. they, and so they're going to be very selective, and that that not only will be connected to the combine, then the NFL draft, but I think we're going to see that in free agency, and also you'll see it with guys that they resign, a hundred percent, and like the. Free agency's coming up. They actually did sign somebody. They signed Ross Piercebacher, who's their backup center. Oh, God, I was hoping they I were know, get right? Piercebacher. Yeah, I, was, he, I was telling Superfly, when Risden comes in, tell me that they got Piercebacher inked. He's back. Um, league minimum. To be honest, I didn't know he was on the team. Uh, that's why I mo- mo- Most people don't, and that's okay. Uh, but he, he is back. Um, he's, he's not terrible. He was a fifth-round pick a few years ago out of Washington, or for, out of Alabama, Drafted by Washington, but yeah, they're they're going to be looking at bringing guys. You know, Jamal Williams is the big one, and one of the things that we learned at the combine is that Jamal does want to test the market just to see what's out there for him, and that's that that that's that's a little ominous, maybe that that you know another team might pay him for the seventeen touchdowns when I think the Lions have a very good idea of what he does, what he offers the team, and how important he is in the locker room. So uh, that that might raise his price tag a little bit, and hopefully it's not enough to to get him out. But uh, that's and that that could very well be Jamal negotiating in public. Although I don't think he's that kind of guy. Uh, I, I don't get that sense from him at all. So uh, that's one. But you know, 
the the big one that I saw that's going to be gone is Evan Brown. Uh, he won't be back. He's he's going to get starter money. But, but is that a big loss for the Lions? It is. Well, they have to replace him with somebody better than Ross Piercebacher as your your backup interior lineman. And he's look. He started at center in 2021 because Ragnow was hurt. Started at right guard the entire year in 2022 because uh, because Big V was hurt. He he was good. Um, he wasn't great, but he was good. He was fine. Uh, but you you are going to have to replace that on your roster, and uh, the answer isn't internal right now. You don't you don't know what you got with with Tommy Kramer, Logan Senberg, uh, Rosh Piercebacher. Keep bringing them up. Isn't that though? And we again since the end of the regular season, and Jeff Risden from the LionsWire dot com, also co host on the Detroit Lions podcast, joining us in studio here on the Huge Show across Michigan, talking Lions. We'll get to the NFL, QB carousel, free agency, and more. But uh, we've talked about that. That we we know they're going to go after some offensive linemen and free agency, if not try and get a a backup guard maybe in the second third round, right? Absolutely. Uh, we, we know their needs; uh, they're obvious, and I don't think Holmes or Campbell are playing any NFL card games on it. And it will be fits and and fits also. Are, you don't get to just pick a dream team based on culture, Jeff. Right? They, they have to fit the salary cap, one hundred percent. And uh, they they have some room. They'll 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 use it. But if you're somebody that's thinking they're going to chase after, um, like Derek, the, the Titans are legitimately trying to trade Derek Henry. The Lions are not going to be involved in those conversations. Every Lions fan is thinking, hold on, this is the Lions' backfield next year. Lamar Jackson and Derek Henry. I mean, and this isn't Madden. Exactly. That's all you took the words right out of my mouth, Bill. It's not Madden. It's, it's not Madden. I, I, that's where I want to throw when I'm reading Twitter. You know, again, I like your Twitter feed at Jeff R I S D O N. But some of these Lions fans are totally because they finished eight and two. They think every free agent outside of Aaron Rodgers and Brady. And we'll talk about Rodgers. Brady kind of ended the myth. That <laughs> yeah, he did. He's, Brady's done. Tweeted it out and said, you know, yeah. I'm worried more about my, what, two-month-old cat or something. Yeah, have, have, have heard that he's already gained 10 pounds. Oh, if I'm Tom Brady, I got a beer gut. I'm, and the next pool shot you see of him, he's got a beer gut with empty, empty Bud Light cans and, and four plates of nachos because he's been eating kale for 10 years. He'll look like me on the 4th of July. That'd be and great. I don't care. And you reach a point, he's 46. <laughs> yeah. He's almost to the I don't care phase of his life. And when I say that, you're, you're, you're not going to be by the pool on spring break. You're not 25. I, I told you the story where we used to do these mid-Olympics and – Yes, they, they had yes. the 20th anniversary, and it shows all of us with six-pack abs, all buffed. And and now, you know, 25 years later, no, it was more than that. It was 35 years later. I got a big trough of macaroni and cheese I'm spooning into my mouth <laughs> <laughs> like it's a forklift. And I go, you know, and I, and I also I have swim trunks on, right, where you're, you're seeing the crack of the moon showing. I don't care. I don't care. Hey, can I get some pepper uh, for my macaroni and cheese? That's so. that's that's a great place Maybe, to be at. But and and, and he said, I don't think he's. In, there's still no confirmation that he's going to be there for Fox this fall. He's he's talking about trying to repair his marriage. We'll we'll see what happens with all that. Yeah, he, he's he's a fascinating story. He, so I, he doesn't I, need the money. Oh God, no, he doesn't need the money. And uh, in a divorce, Giselle might have to pay him alimony. She does legitimately make more money than he yeah, does. Pay him alimony, which is crazy. You're to Tom me. Brady out of everything you've done, and you got to get alimony. It's good to be Tom Brady. It's, it is. It's never not a good time to be Tom Brady. How would you like that? All the guys who have paid alimony, like you know, what? I can't believe it. I got to pay alimony, and all of a sudden Brady gets an alimony check. Is life fair, Jeff? I, I would hope he would. 
donate that somewhere. I mean, it's not like he needs it. But, but you know, just, uh, No, he'll take his but, beer gut and he'll go down to the nudie bar. That's what he'll do. <laughs> Got to watch out for those. Yeah, he's Tom Brady. He can do what yeah, he wants there was, to. Uh, yeah, we, uh, so I, I, I did not do it this year, but uh, I did have a friend. We have someone every year in a rotating cast. That's a group that I'm involved with and have been with for several years where we voluntarily go out to these strip clubs in Indianapolis and see which players or coaches are out there during the combine. Wow. Um, I didn't get that assignment I, I this tell year. You what, man. Jeff, but, uh, uh, I, anybody who questions the dedication of Jeff Risden, I never, if I ever see anybody on Twitter or Facebook or the Call the Huge show or on the street that tell me Jeff Risden isn't one of the most dedicated Lions NFL insiders. I do what I can. Nobody took me up on my offer for... Uh, they want to see if the players are out there. Absolutely. And again, you had the John Moran story. We, and that's that's why we do exactly. it. Exactly. Right? Like, like who's who's dialed in? Who's, who's not taking this seriously? Who's not taking the... Like, we joke about it, but Did in, you in reality... Did you from any players that weren't taking it seriously this year? Down in not really, uh, and I think I think the players have a better understanding of the entire process now. They're being more careful. Um, there was a couple of guys who were pretty candid in their interviews. Uh, one guy talked; he, he used profanity several times. Was like, "Can I do that? I don't even care." Like, and that was sort of endearing. Uh, and he's actually a guy, uh, Keon White from Georgia Tech, who can play defensive tackle, defensive end. Uh, that the Lions will have some interest in. Uh, yeah, it, the other thing is. Every year, I offer my agent friends, my urine's clean, guys. If you got somebody that needs needs some help there, five hundred bucks, I, I got I got a vial for you. And nobody's taking me up. So on let it me yet. get this straight, though, Risden. I, again, I I don't know how 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 things drifted that far with you, but you're talking about nudie bar uh, beat writing and also uh, urine sales. I mean, you got you got to do it. <laughs> You know, sports writers get paid. We got to we got to hustle, man. I know. My gosh, man, I'm gonna have to get to Marty Boer and the Michigan Sports Network in a hurry and get that filling money sent to you because you're ready to sell your urine to NFL draft prospects. While you go, oh, um, all right, welcome back to the Coalition of the Detroit Lions podcast and Lions Wire. Let's look at today's coverage. Jeff, you're gonna be over there by the bench press at the combine. Uh, Johnny, uh, you follow the Ravens. You're going to be at the nudie bar just south of the stadium. I mean, <laughs> come on. Uh, you know, so uh, the Lions were there. How long were they? It was everybody there the entire, what, five days? All, every coach that you would think of was there for the entire. So I actually left. Uh, Did he have all his assistants there, too? Was it the, Oh, yeah, everybody was there. Right, so they have a hotel suite, right? Yeah, we got a chance to talk to Kelvin Shepard, Scotty Montgomery, um, uh, the new, uh, oh, what's his name? I'm blanking on it. Don't um, worry about it, man. Yeah, yeah, but you we, had other priorities. At the <laughs> everybody was there. So uh, I, I, at point of fact, I left Friday night. I had to go to Louisville to watch my daughter play volleyball for you the weekend. You knew good dad. Yeah, and your daughter's you. a great we, eighth grade we, volleyball player. We had a lot of fun down there. Uh, shout out to Far Out. Good job, 14 Blackie. I'll degree. Your daughter's going to be a four-year starter basketball and volleyball at Zeeland East. If she's not, the coaches will get ripped nonstop <laughs> every day on the huge show. <laughs> We'll see about that. She's got to earn it. But I got your back. She's Don't on her way. About that. She's we, on her way. We're really becoming threatening, selling urine, talking about you having this took some weird the turns, bars man. Of the NFL. It went from a family show. You're wearing your Zealand hoop shirt, and I'm I thinking, as a, you know, are we going to get lightning strikes in the studio? Right. Yeah. So my, my daughter has her last middle school basketball game today. It's a, a, the, we're done with middle school sports after this. She doesn't play spring sports. She's dedicated to volleyball. So this is the end of like my my going to a middle school sporting event. I'm. 
kind of sad about there are, that. There are check, you know, the end of eighth grade, or uh, our school, you start middle school at, at the high school at sixth grade, so it's not the same. Yeah. Eighth is kind of like, there's some have eighth grade graduations, right? I and, hope we don't, but I, no, think, I don't think, it, I actually don't think we do. And your son lost in the districts, but he's 6'9 and had a great junior year, right? He had a fun junior year. Very and good. He's going to have a, he'll be one of the top players in the state next year. Uh, for Zealand East, uh, let's hope so. He will. He will be. He works hard. He is working gonna, hard. He's going to be. He's going to play college. What level? I don't know. I mean, could be D one. Could o- be offers or or uh, he has D two. Yeah, D two offers. Yep. I assume it usually starts that way. D three, D two, and then you see if you get the D ones, and then you decide on what's yeah. right fit for you. Good kid. I'm, I'm excited for AAU season to start. He is too. Uh, we, of course, he's playing out of Fort Wayne. He's playing for Indy Heat this year. Are they ever going to play defense in AAU basketball? Because I'm watching Jet Howard. And, I, and granted, when he's on and shooting well, he's great. But oh, they man. are not teaching the necessary fundamentals for these kids. And, and it's and it's drifting into the NBA, which the NBA All-Star Game, lowest ratings in, what, like 30 years? I'm, I'm saying this not just because the Pistons are bad. The NBA, outside of a few teams, Boston, right? You know, yeah. uh, I like watching them. Golden State, obviously, yeah. with stuff. But it's unwatchable in 80% of the games. There's, there's some rough ones. And they I, don't play defense anymore. I'm a huge Cleveland Cavaliers fan, and one of the reasons that they've risen up is because they do play defense. The Sacramento Kings are having a fantastic year. Nobody knows about it because they win with defense. Yeah, but like, also they can score like crazy. Yes, they can. Oh, my God. That, 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 so, yeah. We have to get a lot of turns here, Bill. No, I don't get it. We got a lot. You're on You're on for almost you know two and a half hours on the show. Trust me, we're going to cover anything. People are going, I thought you guys were talking to Lions. I have my little checklist on the Lions. Yeah, we're going to get to it all. Okay, we we're going to get to free agent targets for the Lions. Uh, we'll get to Lamar Jackson. Uh, the Lions fans now are sending out the tweets with him in a Lions uniform. I'm happy that the Lions fans have moved on from from Jalen Ramsey to Lamar Jackson. No, no, and you're moving De- up a little. In the world. Derrick Henry, that wasn't as bit. much. Yeah, but they started saying, "Well, could you imagine if our backfield is Derrick Henry, Lamar Jackson with Jamison?" And I'm like, "Yeah, why don't you go get a straight jacket and check in for therapy right now?" Enjoy I, having minimum I, wage people on the on your entire. Defense. I worry, and I know I get generational talent, but as you preach what Campbell preached at the combine publicly, let alone what they say privately about culture, about you know the team first, and I look at Lamar Jackson and and what he's done. Uh, to get this, well, what's it called? The uh, what's the, the second? He has the fr- non-exclusive, non-exclusive franchise. Yeah, tag. non-exclusive yeah. franchise tag. Which uh, if somebody, uh, if someone gives, they have make, a right to match, they, and then if yeah. not, they got to give up two first round, two first round picks, and it can't be the same year. It has to be consecutive years. Right, right. So, and, and, and otherwise, he gets like thirty three million he, or he something. Thirty thirty five point one, I think, is yeah, the figure. A lower which, number which than is, the franchise tag. Yeah, the, the franchise tag is forty six million. So basically, so, what yeah. they said was, okay, um, we're not going to sign him, franchise tag him, but if you want to make him a big offer, we're not going to match, and we're going to take the two first rounders. Right. That, that's basically where you're at with Lamar. In, right. In effect, they're letting the market set his salary, which is smart. As long as you can reconcile the fact that he's going to come to you and say, "Why didn't you want me?" Uh, and that, that's a, that's a difficult. And they've said they've been about what about a year and a half of negotiations or whatever. They've been at it. For, and remember, Lamar does not have an agent, and that is coming to be a big thing uh, because if he had an agent, I, he'd probably be signed by now. Yeah, but also by not having an agent, an agent could convince him to stay. It's obvious he wants out of Baltimore. 
That can certainly be construed that way. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's the way yeah. it looks. So we, we'll talk about him. Yeah. A car signing. Daniel Jones. Giants reach a deal with him. They franchise tag uh, Barkley. Uh, the quarterback carousel is getting thinner. There's even a report that the Jets are flying to meet Rodgers. They did. Yeah. They, so, they flew out to California to meet like the, the, team, in the, darkness, the team owner flew they, out the, there. In the darkness, did they meet in a dark room? I hope so. I'll only do meetings with NFL teams in a dark room. That's it. Like in, uh, what was the movie? Eight Men Out, where he's sitting, the judge is sitting in the back of the room. What a great movie. Yeah, it is a great movie. Who played Cobb? Was that Tommy Lee Jones? Yes, Cobb. The Cobb is the other movie. Cobb is is Yeah, he goes, hey, man, out. I go, you mean Cobb? Was that Tommy Lee Jones? (laughs) It was Tommy Lee Jones who played Cobb. It was. That's what I meant. Yes, it was. What have we covered in the first 20 minutes? We're everywhere. We hit every sport. There's a lot to talk about. NFL free agency, more on the Lions, Lamar Jackson. Uh, We'll get to Carr, Rodgers, what the Lions will do in the draft. If you have a Lions question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. All of our social network interaction presented by our friends from the Grand Rapids Gold, the Denver Nuggets G League team. Just a few home dates remain inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com and also the Van Andel Arena box office and follow the Grand Rapids Gold for specific dates and info year-around on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference, and we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MerkBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity employer. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news Press releases and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.com. TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get nothing but net and win up to $15,000 cash. It's the $100,000 hoop to win every Saturday in March, 6 to 11 p.m. Shoot to win each week. Then on March 25th, players compete for up to $15,000. The $100,000 Hoop to Win giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Fish on! The 
Ultimate Sports Show Grand Rapids is back March 9 through 12. Over four football fields of fishing tackle, fishing boats, fishing trips, and hunting gear all inside the Boss Place. Shop two acres of the newest tackle from Michigan dealers who know Michigan waters and game fish. With traveling special debates only available here once a year. Book the trip of a lifetime at lodges, fly-ins, charters, and resorts. Meet the guides and lodge owners at the show. It's a fishing boat supermarket. Get the best boat prices of the year from dealers who specialize in rigging them right. Free fishing and hunting seminars from the pros and guides on five stages. See Lake Ultimate with fast boats floating right on the lake. Plus rock climb and trout pond for the kids, hog trough, and more. And the lumberjacks are back. See them climbing, chopping, and log rolling on Lake Ultimate. It's all at the Ultimate Sports Show this Thursday through Sunday at DeVos Place. Thursday only, bring in a bag of six or more grocery items for sportsmen against hunger. Get free admission to the show. Go to ultimatesportshow.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the Huge Show across Michigan, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. I do want to thank everybody from the Collaborative Lab. Our fourth anniversary show was fantastic. If you missed it, just search Michigan Sports Network on YouTube. We also have the quick links. I had the Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. It was a lot of work, but it was worth it. Superfly was great. Here at 96.1 The Game, our flagship station studios, and Andy and Jeff Morton and Marty Boer from the Michigan Sports Network, Hannah, the director. Uh, It really turned out well. It was a lot of work. Uh, TV is a lot of work, uh, but the visuals of having Herman Moore, Izzo, Beeline, Drew Neitzel, Kathy Cooper, the executive director for the Meyer LPGA Classic. Uh, What a Tuesday afternoon into early evening at the Collaborative Lab. And if you're a business owner, if you're a team, if you want to put together the ultimate presentation, I'm telling you, uh, you know, Riz, I just showed you, you some you of the You showed me some of the stuff from behind the scenes. That's an incredible place. That, yeah. That's some inc- very high it, quality it look, stuff. It looks like something you'd see in New York, Chicago, L.A. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. High quality. ESPNS even, even has a bigger look than Valley Sports Detroit. It has that big... Feel and that's what that was their intent, and we did it. And brought just, just looking and, at it and everything like the the audio quality and the, the 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 type of equipment that they have for recording and producing is is top of the line, man. It's that's sweet. And Superfly's interview, which I'll play that audio later in the week. Again, we'll ride with anxiety ridden off my question. What's it like to work? Direct quote uh, on the Huge Show. You heard it. Uh, hectic with a <laughs> uh, included in that. With anxiety-ridden, stressful. Stressful was, was mentioned. So i, I got to say this. I've, I've been up here, what, probably 100 times. That's the first time I think I've ever seen Brett without a hat on. Yes, he showed up for, we recorded that last uh, Thursday. Is that, is that accurate, Brett? <laughs> yeah, yes, looked, it is. <laughs> he looked like he was going to court. <laughs> he, he looked like he was going to church or court, one or the other. I'll go with court. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I am not going to debate his spirituality. I'll go with court. It really, you know, we had all the clients there, Jeff. Uh, we had Izzo, friends of the show, Izzo, Beeline, uh, Herman Moore, who endorses uh, the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app and the, still involved with the Lions community. Yeah. Uh, Lions, Lions Nation Unite. Check it out. That's Herman's, uh, Is Herman's it? thing. Yeah. 
Is he at line? Is he is he still doing that podcast like Breaking Bread with uh, Lomas Brown? They they don't do it often. Uh, they hope to revive it soon. Yeah, but guys, you you know this in in doing the Detroit Lions podcast. Yep. Or I get approached all the time on, hey, you should do a podcast. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm doing three hours of radio five days a week. All of our opinions and interviews and hours and full shows are out there in podcast land. You know, Apple, they Google, are. Spotify, iHeart, Podbean. Why do I? Now, trust me, I would like to do an hour podcast weekly where I could really say everything unfiltered, but you can't do that while you're still doing a statewide show. And we have, and it was there yesterday, we have one of the best list of partners uh, any show has anywhere in this state outside of maybe the ticket in Detroit. So there's a balance. Uh, but, yeah, we, we, we supply, what, nine, ten different ways to listen to smaller portions, bigger if you want. It's your own a la carte menu. Just search the huge show wherever you download podcast. And guys like Lomas and Herman who have made their money, who are kind of in the enjoy life zone, they don't want to sit down every week and do a podcast. No, they don't. And so Herman does, he does do quite a bit with the Lions Nation Unite, and he's got a, a nice little staff there. Uh, shout out to my guy, Micro Mike, who, who works for him and does a lot of great work with him. But yeah, that's, that's something that, uh, they get together when they can. And I, I've, we've had Herman on the podcast several times. He's a great guy, great talker. Awesome. Um, tell, tell stories very well. And I, I always appreciate that about Herman because I, like, when, when I was in college was when he played for the Lions primarily. And so I didn't get to witness a lot of it, you know, going to school in Southern Ohio where we didn't have cable TV at the time. Like to get to know him now and to go back and look and see what he did. Man, he was good. He was. He was really, really good. You know, I brought that up during the interview yesterday. I said, Herman, do you ever think about Barry and Lomas and Kevin Glover and Perryman and Spillman and all those guys you had around you when you see a Super Bowl or you see one of these teams on a great run? And he goes, yeah. And he he paused. And, yeah, "Yeah, I do think about it. But he did echo what you've said during the offseason, what I've said. And I, I told Herman this. I said, I've never been as comfortable in an offseason with ownership, coaches, and players with the Lions as I'm right now, this offseason, ever. In my life, as a 61-year-old who looks like he's 41, uh, Lions fan. I would agree with that. Um, I, would, I wouldn't have you for f- maybe maybe 45, Bill, maybe. You're trying to be nice, Risden. I, I wasn't looking for nice. <laughs> I was looking for an answer. I was um, looking for an answer I would to say, our question. I would say that I am more confident that this team and regime will not screw things up than I ever have been before. And that, that goes back a long way. And that includes front office and oh, coaches. And ownership. And ownership. She, when, when she dropped, I mentioned this during our interview on our anniversary show, Yesterday from the Collab Lab in Comstock Park. When Sheila Hamp Ford dropped Ford, that was not a subtle, but was a message to the Lions fan base and the team and organization. And there's there is talk, and I don't I can't confirm that it's gonna happen, but there is talk that they're gonna take the WCF patch off the next uniform update. And I think that would be very well received. Could that be the end of the curse? That would be very well received by most fans, myself included. Yeah, well, her her uh, removal. I know, the I name? know, I know. They have been, I know, they have been told to get rid of it by a lot of people, both internally and externally. Well, and it's something that she, that's Sheila's call. We'll we'll see if it happens. I mean, it is her father. Uh, that's it's tough to think about this. Yeah. Okay, you dropped your father's name. I know you're married. You know the hyphen, right? Yeah. It's Ford Field. 
The yep. Ford family owns a team. This is unprecedented, not only with the Lions, but with any other ownership, okay, that you, you, you know, even Virginia McCaskey was a, well, a Hallis, right? She is was. That, is, for you to do that, you, you were telling the media and the Lions fan base, this is the line and time of change. Yes. Yeah, you don't see that. Well, um, Cincinnati is a very tight family like that, owned by the Brown family. And they've sheltered in the daughters now, right? Yeah, the, and the, the daughters are, are, by the way, they're, they're sharp. They're good, too. Um, the, the talent, like, jumped a generation, but, yeah, that's, that, that's a similar thing. But they're not, they're not hiding from the fact that they're of the Brown family. Uh, Katie, I can't think of her last name, has a different last name that's not Brown. But uh, she basically runs the show down there. She's very sharp, too. And that's, you know, she, uh, Sheila, I think her approach was that she she understood the the frustration of the fans and understood where her mom and dad, and more her dad than her mom, went wrong. And I think she has learned from that. And look, does she make everything right? No, she doesn't. She doesn't make all the right decisions. But she has... I think she has delegated to very smart people decisions that need to be made. And her, when she came out last year and reinforced her support for Brad and Dan, it's not a coincidence that that's when the team took off. Like the the players at that point, you know, you're one and six. It's not working. Like this is this is the time when a lot of impetuous owners are going to make a change and make a rash decision. Um, I covered that in Cleveland. I covered it in Houston. I've seen it in Indianapolis. That you, that that's a danger zone. And the fact that she came out and was was and she gave her her voice of support, but it wasn't like it wasn't like she was being for, like she was comfortable about it. Like she didn't she didn't seem stressed by it. She's like, yeah, I, I understand the frustration, but we understood when going into this that it wasn't going to be easy, and we're going to see it through. And just saying that, like you could feel the tension go away, and not just from the coaches, but from the players. Like the players. Players hate regime change, man. They don't want to go through that again. They don't want to have to look. I got to learn a new system. I got to learn a new coach. Maybe I won't fit in. Now I got to. Now I'm going to get traded. Or I got to find a new play. Like all of that went away, and you saw how much better they played because of that. I don't. I don't want to give Sheila too much credit, but you got to give her some. Well, Dan Campbell did after the Packers win on that Sunday night, you know, locker room video where he's doing game balls, and he said she cares about you. She knows about all of you. Yep. She's actively involved. And he pointed her out, and I thought really that postgame speech was a launching pad for this offseason and what I think will be, you know, again, you need health, uh, you, you need execution on the field, you need creativity off the field, preparing and creativity in game. But I think the Lions uh, are the next team up uh, in the NFL, maybe following in the footsteps of the Bengals. They don't have a Joe Burrow. We'll see if Jamal... Or well, Jamal Williams. If they sign him, and also you got Jamison, uh, how that pans they, out? They have the potential to do any. Oh, of that, they though. do. They really do. I know, and they and they even have more of that potential. I know the Bengals line was banged up this past season, but that O line, I uh, you know again, Jamal Williams. Yeah, with all the touchdowns you scored, I don't know. I I don't sense there's this massive market for him because a lot of people know he got a lot of TDs. Because the Lions have that great O-line. I would agree with that. And uh, that was one of the things that came out when I was talking with people in Indianapolis. Is One of the first things that they say about the Lions is, your offensive line is fantastic. And it goes beyond Panay Sewell, who gets most of the fan acclaim for it. Frank Ragnow is the best center in the NFL when he's healthy. Taylor Decker is a top five-ish left tackle and, and has played very well the last two seasons. He and Hank Fraley, the offensive line coach, click, and it shows. 
Jonah Jackson, pro bowler, left guard. Right guard's a little bit of a question. We're going to see probably Big V come back, but probably also get challenged for that spot. But, man, if if he's back and he plays weight in 2021 – that that's a great offensive line. Like you you can you can line me up and I can get three yards per carry behind that. And I'm I'm slow as dirt. <laughs> well, if you think about the O line, obviously golf. We all have talked. The biggest need is a veteran backup uh, two QB. Go ahead and draft a hundred percent on draft, draft a rookie third fourth round and uh, groom him as a third stringer. Golf right now is a steal when you're looking at Jones getting forty million. Car close to forty million. Jones forty million to stay with the Giants. Car close to forty million a year now with the Saints. Goff's a steal for a couple of seasons, and, and I don't think he's knocking on the door for more money now. If he goes and not leads, now, if he, he will. If he leads them to eleven and six season, his, his price tag. You, you look at those contracts right. that that, that Car, uh, the Geno Smith got from Seattle, that that Daniel Jones, yeah, Geno Smith. Wow, yeah, um, that surprised me. But they're going with him. Thirty-five million dollars, and that's a guy. If you're Jared Goff, you can you can comfortably go to the Lions management and say, "I'm better than all." Well, those you're dudes. better. You can say you're better than Daniel Jones. Yeah, absolutely, who got forty million. He year. is better than Daniel. But, Jones. but Daniel Jones, you know, took him to the playoffs. There's things that Goff needs to do. So yeah, the backup QB, the O line depth there. Uh, a third running back, possibly yeah. in the second they, round. They could use a big wide receiver on the outside. So too. DJ, you think DJ is gone? I do. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think, think he's I gone think, for I sure. I think Chicago, Cleveland, Tennessee, somebody's going to pay him. Right. So he's gone. So yeah, you need another uh, big receiver possession guy because you're going to have the speed. Yeah. Uh, and Jameson and you know St. Brown again, possession receiver is good as anybody in the league. I will talk more about that. I know defensive line, the edge rusher, the corner, which we oh, think... there's a lot be, to talk about on defense. Yeah, pick, pick six and 18 <laughs> should be uh, defensive selections in round one. Jeff Risden from thelionswire.com. Follow the Lions Wire Twitter and Facebook at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N. Also, he's a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can watch and listen to on YouTube. Just search... Uh, Detroit Lions podcast. If you have a Lions question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Roast Umber is a farm-direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older than Michigan to play.
Join the fun and become a puzzle master. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is back for the second annual Be Brave Puzzle event on March 11th. This family-friendly event will raise funds for breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Learn more at VAI.org. The Winery Dogs, live in concert Monday, March 13th at 7.30 p.m., live on stage at the Voss Performance Hall. Back in full force, don't miss the vibrant powerhouse trio, the Winery Dogs, with their fresh hooks, gut bucket grooves, and bold harmonies. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. March 13th at DeVos Performance Hall. For tour info, check out thewinerydogs.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are set to wrap up Hour 1 on this Wednesday, presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. A lot of winter championships underway, districts, regionals, and more. Uh, Championships coming up in hockey, other sports that will wrap up their winter schedules. On-demand viewing live and archived at MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. Earlier on our anniversary show yesterday, I had a chance to talk to one of our good friends, Connected to law enforcement. Uh, Tim Wheeler is back with me. Uh, our partnership with the Huge Show and the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Chiefs of Police and what their mission is right now in the state of Michigan. Not only looking for uh, new law enforcement officers, 4,000 openings right now, but uh, upgrading the image of law enforcement in our state. Exactly. Yeah, I was brought in a few months ago to help them with retention recruitment and image and that's why uh, you have been an absolutely perfect fit as you know we started our, our Wednesday show true and blue with you just a few weeks ago um, I but- think I've said it nine different ways true blue blue and true True are you and blue. And then there was true with Bill and Bill and blue. And I, I still hey, have the you, list. You sent me the desk. name and I'm like, what is it? I, I'm like, Bill's killing it. I got a great client with Tim and all the great police chiefs across Michigan and I can't get true blue out. What's going on there, Timmy? You call it whatever you need yeah, to call but, it. But, Bill. But we, and, and when we got together before, during and after the show at the convention mm-hmm. for the chiefs of police in downtown GR about a month ago, you can see they're united about uh, letting their officers know that they respect them and that most people in the state of Michigan respect them. Yeah, they really, really do. But what I've found is that, uh, by and large, law enforcement simply doesn't want to blow their own horn. And I'm trying to get them to realize, guys... Most of us are rooting for you. We want to hear those stories. And that's why, again, why it's a perfect fit, because you bring that out. But, Bill, the stories are just countless. You know, one great story after another after another. And I simply want to help get them to all of Michigan so people know what we really, truly have. And Johnny Braden Sr. mentioned the story, yeah. which was the first week of our partnership with the unfortunate tragedy of Michigan State. And, uh, you know, I heard from the uh, the assistant chief for public safety for Michigan State University. I dropped him a note the night everything happened. If I can help you, if if you want to join the show, let me know. And I think it was Sunday night, I checked my email and he thanked me for my uh, support. And I thought, you know what? That's law enforcement. And they they were going in the other way. They saved lives that night in East Lansing. They flat out saved lives. 
If the police didn't respond, that could have been a horrible tragedy. But it wasn't just the Michigan State Campus Police. It was the surrounding Ingham County and Lansing metro area where they all were going in while people are hiding from a shooter where they didn't know uh, where he was. And you talked about this earlier, too, is that there were off-duty officers that simply heard, turn their cars around and went in and went, how can I help? And there's one thing I think people need to know. I think it really speaks to who these, who these men and women are. When, you know, our our show starts right when the MSU tragedy hits. So we were scrambling, trying to get different people on the air. And we had people involved in that scene and they were apologizing to me, saying, I'm very sorry that please let Bill know that we just can't do this right now. I thought, I think you guys have better things to do. But there they were taking the time to apologize. And then several of them did get on the air. And now that, that a lot of them are not involved in that, they're lining up to come talk with you. But I, I just think that speaks volumes. Well, I, I really connected with Johnny Brand Sr. and Voice for the Badge. And on and off air, uh, we both have stood there privately and publicly for the men and women of law enforcement. And that's why fate, destiny, the connection of you with Marty Boer. And we're here now even with a bigger platform. And Johnny has his voice for the badge. And we'll continue it uh, with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Thank Tim you, Wheeler, good man. Uh, proud to be a longtime uh, partner there. Uh, well, hopefully a long-time partner with the huge show. <laughs> We're only a couple months in. It's been awesome. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Bill. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? It is hour number two on a Wednesday broadcast. Superfly Hayes as our executive producer in studio today. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Network. You can follow LionsWire on Twitter and Facebook. Also, uh, Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N on Twitter for Lions NFL opinions, commentary, and information. He's also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can listen to and watch on YouTube. Uh, Just search Detroit Lions Podcast. Uh, We're talking Lions, upcoming free agency. Uh, We look back at the combine. The quarterback action in the NFL is heating up. Uh, I think with the Jets flying out to California, Jeff, to talk to Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson now a quasi free agent with a limited who knows what's going on with yeah, Lamar. Who knows a limited you know franchise non exclusive franchise tag. I th- I think the Jets want to know can we get a deal done so, and the owners involved uh, as quick as they can and, and get an answer probably more than anything. Yeah. So free agency starts Monday. You can start this in, upcoming Monday. This, this upcoming Monday. So if you're if you're going to make an acquisition. Of a Lamar Jackson, of an Aaron Rodgers, you got to know whether you have that before you get into free agency because the free agent crop this year. I mean, does Jacoby Brissett excite you? Does Andy Dalton excite you? Like those, those are the guys that are out. They there. Excite me to be a backup. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I'd pay three, four million. I'd pay three million a year to have Andy Dalton as golf's backup. I absolutely would as well. Uh, and I, 
that that's not unrealistic for that caliber. Of, I'm not saying Andy Dalton. The Lions are going to bring in somebody that's better than what they've had at backup quarterback. That's one of the things that we took away from coming out of the combine. Uh, Brad Holmes even very explicitly stated that I've screwed up the backup quarterback position. I've got to do a better job there. And uh, so expect a lot more attention paid to making the back, backup quarterback position something that you're not going to be embarrassed by as a Lions fan. Because if you weren't embarrassed by it the last three or four seasons, you're not paying attention. They were they were terrible. Um, almost by design, they were terrible at the backup quarterback position. That time has ended because now you're in a situation where you have to you have to prepare if Jared Goff is going to get hurt and miss even a quarter. You got to have a quarterback that can come in and win a game for you, or more specifically, not lose a game for you. Tim Boyle, David Blau, Jeff Driscoll, um, any number of the cavalcade of crap that's come through Detroit. Like they couldn't do that. They they are going to do better than that this year. I, I can't tell you who it's going to be. I don't know who it's going to be. But next next Wednesday is when you can start signing free agents. Expect them to be pretty active, pretty early in that market, and and have a a veteran backup in. Right away. Take right care away. of it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. And and also draft somebody later. We will talk about it a lot. We, that's something that we talk about on the podcast all the time. And we will talk about it again tonight on the Detroit Lions podcast. We're going live at 8 tonight on YouTube, by the way. So yeah, tune, search, tune in yeah. for that. Yeah, search Detroit Lions podcast yep. on YouTube 8 p.m. tonight. Yeah, so I we agree that the backup quarterback, a veteran, not, not a Sudfeld, Blau type, right. none of that. A guy that can help you win games. He won't be Jared Goff, but right. can help you close out and win games if Goff goes down. Even a guy like Cooper Rush, who went 5-1, and one, yes. backing up, All day. Backing up, backing up uh, Dak Prescott last year. When he was called upon, he delivered five out of six times. That's that's exactly what you need. Oh, from perfect. Your and he's out of Lansing Catholic and CMU. He is. Good dude. Very good dude. Because you're looking at this quarterback derby, and if you look around the league and you see Giants re-signing Daniel Jones, uh, the deal, what, four years, $160 million. We mentioned Carr to the Saints. Jackson now with that non-exclusive franchise tag. Chances are he'll be with another team. You know, if you're the Jets, you're probably, you flew out to meet Rodgers. You're going to get an answer, and I think they turn their attention to Lamar Jackson in a huge deal. What do you think? That makes a lot of sense, yeah. Now, and they, they have the draft capital to give that up. Like, they're, like Detroit... The Jets are a very young football team. They're on the come up. They've got an exciting young coach. They've got some dynamic youngsters. They have both the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. They need a quarterback to make all that work. They don't even have Jared Goff. Like that's team. If you put Jared Goff on the New York Jets, that's a playoff team. Uh, but they're not there because they they took Zach Wilson and then Mike White didn't quite get it done for full time and, and they went back to Flacco. Uh, they're an exercise in quarterback futility as well. So they're a team that has to get it right, too. Would you rather, if you're a Jets fan, trade, I forget where they pick in the draft, but it's not not early, trade your first round this year in the teens and, and a first-round pick next year in the 20s to get Lamar Jackson? Heck yeah. Give me that. If, if I'm a Jets fan, please give me that. Well, and that's I, I think when the owner jumps on the plane, and you mentioned it earlier, and they go out to California – they want to find out from here from Rogers yeah. himself, maybe with his agent on the phone or Zoom or sitting there. Are you? Can we get a deal done with you? If not, we're moving on. Right. And right? Yeah. Crap or get off the pot. Well, because now Lamar Jackson with this non-exclusive franchise tag, you've thrown another huge name out there in the QB bidding war. Right. And the thing you have to understand with Lamar Jackson is is that you 
you're, he's not going to play for that tag figure if you're if you're trading for him. If you're the Jets, if you're the Falcons, if you're the Panthers on the, those teams that said that they're not going to do it, you got to pay him. Like he's not going to just take that thirty. It's I think it's thirty five point six million this year for for the non exclusive tag. That's not what you're going to pay him. You're going to pay him two hundred million dollars over three years. Like that's that's why he's leaving Baltimore, and he wants a guarantee, and he wants it fully guaranteed. He's not going to get fully guaranteed. Nobody, nobody outside the Cleveland Browns are that stupid. Well, and they're saying that. that you know, I was looking at a story at CBSSports.com, Jeff, that nobody will want him because of his guaranteed demands, and that was the brick wall in negotiations with the Raven, and that that's the problem that he's going to run into, and that's something. He's going to have to get like he has to understand that if I want my contract fully guaranteed, it can't be that big of a contract. Like I'm going to have to take fifty million a year instead of fifty five million a year, or or forty eight million, something like that. Like he can't ask for like first rule of sales: you don't ask, you don't get. But you got to be willing to understand that maybe your ask is a little high and you got to come down a little bit. And I don't think he's processed that yet. But when you look at Daniel Jones re-signing with the Giants, who were a playoff team, and the Jets looked like they were going to be a playoff team and had major QB issues with Zach Wilson. If you if you get a no from Rodgers, if you get a no from Rodgers, yeah. would you go guarantee three years at $60 million a year to Lamar Jackson and say, we're going to try and win a Super Bowl and we're not going to be back page news to the Giants? Oh, 100%. And... I'm glad you brought that last part up because that absolutely matters if you're the New York Jets. In New York. In New York. America's biggest and yeah. the NFL's biggest market. Yeah. Most of us in flyover country don't really give a crap, but <laughs> that's okay. They are. They're very self-important like that. And that is that is a big deal there. That does matter. Uh, so, yeah, they, the Jets have to figure it out. But they, like you said with Rodgers, they've got to know now whether that's on the table. Because if they if not, they've got to move on to their next move. Uh, and whether that's you know trading up in the draft or maneuvering around to, to get a Lamar Jackson or okay we'll we'll punt for another year with Jacoby Brissett and hope that he plays as well as he did in Cleveland before Deshaun came back um, and Jacoby Brissett did play very well in Cleveland he wasn't the problem there uh, their defense was now Jim Schwartz runs that defense that's going to be fun is Lamar Jackson a good fit for the Lions he he's on the list for what it's worth a uh, multiple list I've seen not high on. Yeah, uh, the list, but you know it comes down to this: Would they guarantee him that money, knowing with Sheila Hamp when we talked about her commitment to winning? Uh, would they guarantee him at least, let's say, three years, hundred fifty, two hundred million, whatever that number would yeah. be? Right? Uh, is he the guy to take them next level? Is he that much better than Goff with the offensive weapons they currently have? And is he a good culture fit? With the Lions. You you follow yeah. the team. What do you think about Lamar Jackson in Detroit? Theoretically, yes, he's a lot better than Jared Goff. But the offense is... But based on what the Lions right, have. Right. The, the offense is tailored to what Jared Goff does well, not what Lamar Jackson does well. And you got to factor that in. Like This is a team that is very comfortable having Jared Goff being their starting quarterback. He does very well in what he's asked to do. If you put Lamar into that, Lamar isn't that precision of a passer. He he will take more risks. He will take more sacks. That's even though he's a mobile guy, he takes some bad sacks. Uh, that, that's that Jared Goff does a pretty good job of avoiding. He'll throw the ball away a little bit better. You know, you're going to have to change some things. And does that impact your dynamic? Your offensive line 
is very talented, and I have very little doubt that they would be great for Lamar as well. But it is different blocking for a quarterback that can take off and run or have designed runs or RPOs mixed in, which is not something that the Lions do right now. And that's that's if you're going to get Lamar Jackson, you got to commit to running your offense for Lamar Jackson. That's that's changing. That's that's rocking the apple cart a little bit, man. And I, you know, is he a more talented quarterback than than Jared Goff? Absolutely, he is. Only a fool would argue otherwise. But in Detroit. They don't need that. They need your cough. Uh, as weird as it sounds to say that. So, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, and then you got to pay him. Now, the, the, you're also going to have to pay Goff at some point. If he's, if he's as good as he was last year, you're going to be talking about paying him more than what Daniel Jones is getting, which was four years, $160 million at $82 million guaranteed. That means you're going to be forking out $25 million per year cap obligation minimum. Um, between incentives and roster and guaranteed salaries and bonuses and things like that. That's getting to the point where that's inhibiting your ability to spend big on other things in Detroit. And that's that would you would then so that's the point where you're gonna have to have a quarterback. Jared Goff will have to be the reason why you're winning games, not that you're winning games with him. And there is a differentiation there. Like Baltimore wins games because Lamar Jackson is dynamic. Kansas City wins games because Patrick Mahomes can do weird things that nobody else can do. Like the Lions, Jared Goff is a very good like steamboat captain. Like he keeps them on the river, he keeps them flowing forward. Does a very good job at that. But he's never going to be the reason that you're winning things. And if you're asking him to be that guy, he can do that on occasion. I won't slight him that. But if you're if you're expecting and demanding that Jared Goff be the reason that you're winning football games. You're probably not going to want to pay Jared Goff the, the money that you're paying him. I'm trying to think of beyond the Jets, and again, there could be crazy I mean, the, combinations on, in terms of destinations. For, Rod, it, for Rodgers? No, no, I'm talking for Lamar Jackson. For Lamar Jackson. I'm, you know, if it's not the Jets, That's... if it's not staying with Baltimore and taking the non-exclusive money, uh, where you know, who has the salary cap? You know, Dolphins don't have a first round pick. I yeah. who, who do you you know? I Lions are set up to be one of those bidders, and that goes back to that article I read that there won't be takers, maybe beyond the Jets, and that's only if Rodgers turns them down. Yeah, and and you highlighted a couple of things there, uh, which is why he's having trouble finding it. First off, he he gets hurt a lot. He was hurt at the end of last season. One of the reasons the Ravens are reluctant to commit to him to that level is because they thought he could play at the end of the year, and he didn't. And that's that's a big bone of contention with some of his teammates and some of the coaches there at Baltimore. And uh, that's that's not an easy thing for him to overcome. He is a guy that does take some big hits. He doesn't protect himself well as a runner. Now you're also wanting him to make a lot of money. Uh, now he's he's a very good passer. I, I think I think people poo poo his ability to throw the the football. Um, and I would caution you to if you're looking at his completion percentage, his wide receivers are trash uh, and they're tiny. Like I talked about this when I was in here with Zane a couple weeks ago. Like his wide his starting wide receivers the last year that he was really good, five foot eight Hollywood Brown, five foot nine. And five foot eleven, like he doesn't have big targets at all, other than Mark Andrews, the tight end. Like, imagine him throwing to Josh Reynolds, even. Like, he hasn't worked with a wide receiver that good in a while. Like, they are really not good at receiver. So, he, there's going to be like the, the Miami. You brought up Miami. What, if you're the Ravens, would you take Tua back instead of one of the first round picks? That could be your way to do that. 
Now, keep in mind, the Ravens do have a, I'm doing the air quotes here, Pro Bowl quarterback in Tyler Huntley. He made the he made the AFC Pro Bowl last year, which sort of tells you how much a Pro Bowl means, and, and I don't mean that to disparage your Goff. Oh, my God, either. that Pro Bowl for Huntley. I, well, and Goff made it, and it was a flag football game, so it doesn't count in my book. I would agree, yes. And if it doesn't count on my book, Jeff, you know that at the Lions Wire, it doesn't count anywhere. I know this rule. I I just, I think Lamar Jackson. There's just not that many chairs that are open, man. You know, Raiders, because you're starting to look at, okay, if you, now Jones stays, which uh, he wasn't going anywhere anyways. He was going to get the franchise tag. If they didn't get a deal done, they put it on Barkley with the Giants. Carr with the Saints. So you're looking at a replacement for Brady and Tampa. Carolina, are they going to get one of the young QBs? Will they go free agent? Uh, again, this Lamar Jackson, could they be a surprise outside better for Jackson that they're not on the radar right now? You got the Raiders with no Derek Carr. You got the Jimmy G thing, but I haven't heard a lot about him, which, again, the medicals from a year ago were the same problem, right? We thought there'd be a ton of takers for him. He, gets, he gets hurt all. He got hurt before he signed his first contract in San Francisco and they still gave him And you're the Niners dollars. and you're still, you're, you're even with Purdy's magical, you know, Mr. Irrelevant run, Trey Lance didn't prove himself. No, he did it, not. It was Purdy a one-year wonder. And, and he, sure he just had Tommy John surgery. He can't even have Stafford it yet. Stafford coming back from injuries. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're the Rams probably going to hold on to Baker Mayfield as insurance, right? They would like that. I don't know. I don't know if Baker wants that, but they, they would like that. So where? So who's going to be the quarterback next year in Tampa? Do you think that's that's a good question? Uh, Carolina. Carolina. I think Carolina is making a move to trade up in the draft to get the guy that they want. So one of the three, whether it's C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, or Bryce Young. Well, Anthony Richardson, you've been on this uh, going back to the middle of the year, talking about Richardson's athleticism was going to be appealing, and there's no better forum than the combine. To get everybody excited based on athletic numbers. He is literally the greatest athlete ever to play quarterback so based on combine and This figures. is good for the Lions at number six, which we'll get to in our next segment. Yeah. That this rush because of the combine and how everybody's stock rises, especially at the QB position, yep. or drops. Yep. That the Lions sitting there at six, there there is going to be a quality player because the teams that are trading up aren't looking to get a defensive player. The trade-ups all are based on getting a QB, correct? Right. At least forecasting it right now. Yeah, yeah. And I would say that it's pretty. It's a. You can't guarantee anything at this time of year, but it sure feels like Stroud, Young, and Richardson will all be gone by six. Which means that if this could be because there's only one other quarterback, Will Levis, who I don't think belongs up there, but he'll, he's put up there, and there there are people that that really like him. Now somebody said if Will Levis was on Alabama. Or Ohio State, he would have been the overall number one pick. Yeah, uh, that, that's Pete Prisco from from CBS. Yeah, I, read, I know I read that. Yeah, uh, uh, I would disagree with that. I would just uh, ask Pete. Uh, you know, he got beat up by Sean Clifford at Penn State, right? And like, legitimately got beat up by him. <laughs> Clifford is he still there at Penn State? I know he had the Trent Dilfer nineteen years he, I, I, uh, in college. He is gone now. He's gone. Uh, he, wow. he, he 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 was at one of the low level. You know, Richardson has moved up. Uh, uh, Trapassi or Trapassio, uh, Chris, whatever his name is at CBS. Chris Trapasso. Yeah, Good whatever. Guy. I know you I, got I, it. I, I dinner with him last Wednesday night. Oh, excuse me, Mister Name. <laughs> you can name drop. I can't get his name right. Okay, there you go. So he has Anthony Richardson going overall number one, and the Colts trading with the Bears up to number you're, one you're to gonna get see, him. You're going to see a lot of that. Right? And Bryce Young at two. 
Levis uh, at three with the Panthers that you just mentioned yeah. trading up. Will Anderson out of Bama goes to the Bears at four. At four. And then uh, they got Cansey, uh, a Pittsburgh defensive lineman, going to the Seahawks. And Tyree Wilson, that edge wow. rusher, <laughs> at six. A six foot one. Uh, so. Uh, Kalijah Cansey, the guy that right, projects, the, projects the Seahawks, the Seahawks five, yeah. Kalijah Cansey has the shortest arms of any defensive tackle that's ever like been at the combine. Literally, like they're they're tiny. He's six foot one. He weighs two hundred eighty pounds. He played at two sixty eight. Couldn't the Seahawks trade if somebody wanted Stroud then? Because Stroud's not gone in this mock. I'm just going yeah. off this mock yeah, with they, the guy you had dinner with and the guy whose name I couldn't pronounce. Is that just called traps? He couldn't, couldn't that be a spot there where you see all those quarterbacks go before the Bears uh, would pick? Yeah, you know, Bears would be the only team not taking a QB, which. Would set up the line, you know, again, the Jalen Carter situation. You got to have that play out. Yeah. And, and who knows? Georgia. And, and I will tell you that there are two variables that no draft analyst has any confidence in. And that's where Jalen Carter's going. And that's where Bajan Robinson, the Texas, the Texas running well, back. Well, and the one thing go. about Carter, it's misdemeanors. Yeah. The legal side of it, he'll get by it. But when we've talked about culture and that you would leave the scene of an accident where teammates were in a wreck. And you don't know yeah. if they're dead or alive. Yeah, that you would walk away from that to cover your own butt based on what you may have been doing. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. That that to me is the major red and, flag and, and, here. It's and, not the legal trouble. And he acknowledged that he did that. By the way, he came out and said, "Yes, I did leave. I was advised to go back to the scene, so I went back to the scene." I.e., he called his agent. His agent called a fixer. How, how about maybe wait uh, for the ambulance to see if somebody, you know, two people died. Yeah, and others, others were injured. That's that's not a good that's a character thing. That, that, that's a that, culture that, thing. Yeah, that is. That, In a team game, you left your team hanging to go save your butt before someone. Said, get back to the scene right now, right? Very well said, yes. And it's misdemeanors, and he'll get by reckless speeding, driving, racing, whatever it is. Yeah, that'll that'll get pled down, but it does have to get resolved before, like we talked about last week. But the flag on character may have cost him from being top five pick to maybe bottom of the first round. Possibly, yeah. Maybe yeah. mid-first round. Yeah, you're, you're going to look at it like um, Dak Prescott was a guy who was a probably a second-round pick. And he got a DUI uh, the weekend before the draft. And that dropped him to the fourth round. Like, he was going to go higher. Uh, the way people talk about him being a fourth-round pick. Well, yeah, he was he was a top 75 pick before that happened. But when you see that, because that shows that you're not dedicated. You're not all about football. And you're not you're not living and breathing. You're not taking it as seriously as you need to. And you better believe that Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes know that. Mm, and, no, I, I said it the day it happened, or it, may, it was the day after when some of the uh, details came out, that if you're a dude, and we use a Dan Campbell phrase, yep. if you're a dude and you're willing to drive away not knowing who's dead or alive, or if you went up there and you freaked out and you left them before ambulances came, again, I got to see all the final yeah. the, the timeline here. That, to me, is a flag that I don't want you on my team. I, I would agree. I don't care how good you are. Yeah, 100%. All right, so, Jeff, you're here at the yeah. burning building. I just run out, save my ass, uh, but I don't try and get you out. That sucks, man. I would. Help me! I would. I, I, well, you're about 6'8", <laughs> trying to carry you. I'd, 
You know, and then I, I'd get Superfly out. I'd save him, yeah. even though I'm he's anxiety-ridden uh, doing the show. There's a couch on that balcony across the, hall, uh, across the street here. I wonder if I could fly over to that. Okay, you're going to fly now. Okay, Riston. <laughs> so let me just, can I do the replay on the show? You're going to sell your urine to Combine participants. You're going to fly from our... Uh, Tenth floor, ninth floor here at ninety six one. Yeah. The game in downtown. Yeah, th- those, those statements don't and exactly match. You didn't get the match, nudie bar NFL writers uh, pool. I did job over the weekend. Chris Trapasso didn't get that either. I see you guys were at dinner. That's okay. But yeah. and then so this draft from Trapasso, your dinner companion at the combine. Uh, he has Tyree Wilson, Texas Tech, the edge rusher. I take him at six. Right. He makes sense. Absolutely. He's uh, he's a bit of a project. The big wing. Yeah. The big wing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Eighty four and a quarter inches. He's six foot six ish, six Mm. seven. So and I think about that. I'm six foot five. My wingspan is about seventy seven inches long. He's got seven more inches, like from from fingertip to like that's that's crazy. Now he doesn't always use it all that well, and in fact, it, it is a detriment for him. He's there is a point of diminishing returns with length. You see it, if, if you remember last summer, Obena Ezi, the offensive lineman that the Lions brought in, he's too long, and he will never overcome that. He's just, it, it's When you're that arms are that long, it takes that much longer to fire them out. It takes that much longer to reset them. He's got problems with that. Tyree Wilson has a little bit of issues with that, but, man, he's really he's a talented player. I personally wouldn't take him there. I, think he's, I don't think he's worth that. Is and it I, Christian Gonzalez there? Christian Gonzalez makes a lot of sense. Uh, the cornerback out of Oregon. out of Oregon, Speedster, right? Forward David Anderson. Blau's brother-in-law. Yeah, uh, he's he's. I, so I I stood in front of him his entire uh, interview. I actually, had, when we're in the media, when we're there, we, we're we're assigned to transcribe interviews. I had to transcribe his, so I had to listen to it like fifty times because I'm not good at transcribing. Uh, he's certainly a guy that's we very working for a government agency or just down at the NFL combine. All this stuff going on. Uh, it's there, really strange, Jeff. There's a lot going on in my life. Bill. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you. He's a CIA agent and he can fly. He's checking to see if he can fly for the ninth floor. Would love to get a jetpack. Well, you're, I'm looking at Gonzalez because, again, this is the combine effect on mock drafts. Yes. You know it. Yes. That guys who are fast go flying up, right? Yes. Well rounded athletes, especially. Um, you're going to see it. Uh, uh, Didn't DJ Turner of Michigan have the fastest 40? 4.27. Ridiculously fast. And how'd that do for his stock? Uh, it helped him. He's probably a solid second rounder now. Yeah, so you and, got... and, and, but his game film is like eh, third or fourth round. And this the is speed, where you have to balance right? it. Like, right. like if you look at Christian Gonzalez, his game film is like top 20-ish. Like not but his speed puts him in the, the top the, 10. The, the speed and the length. Uh, the fact that he's six foot one and a half and can can fly and fly instantly. Like he's at top speed in two like his dad was an Olympic sprinter. His sister is an Olympic hurdler. Like he's got that DNA in him, just that twitch. Uh this is a guy he he's not always the best cornerback. Like if you're just looking for a, a corner Devon Witherspoon plays the position better. That, and that's who Trapasso had the yeah. lines taken at eighteen yeah. and he had and I was, Carter falling to seventeen to the Steelers. I could buy that. Yeah, but they, imagine if Carter's sitting there at 18 for the Lions. Mm. That's a range where you would consider doing it. But yes. And that I, would be Dan Campbell having to talk to the dude and get the feel. That, right? Yeah, that, that's one of those where they need right. to sit down with him personally and, and take that out. All right, we have a lot to talk about. Jeff Risden from thelionswire.com. Follow the Lions Wire on Facebook and Twitter. Also, co host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can hear their live version on YouTube. Search. Detroit Lions podcast tonight at 8 p.m. And also catch up on the archive podcast to search 
uh, Detroit Lions podcast. If you have a Lions question, join in on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, all of our social network interaction presented by the Grand Rapids Gold, the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, a few home dates remain inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Get tickets at Ticketmaster.com, Van Andel Arena box office, and also follow the gold year-round on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. The Winery Dogs, live in concert Monday, March 13th at 7.30 p.m., live on stage at the Voss Performance Hall. Back in full force, don't miss the vibrant powerhouse trio, the Winery Dogs, with their fresh hooks, gut bucket grooves, and bold harmonies. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. March 13th at the Voss Performance Hall. For tour info, check out thewinerydogs.com. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Are you ready for a fun and exciting challenge? Well, you can join Van Andel Institute Purple Community for the second annual Be Brave Puzzle Event on March 11th. Gather your team of four and compete to be named the Puzzle Master. Teams will have two hours to complete a 500-piece puzzle, so bring your problem-solving skills to the table. This exciting event raises funds for breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute in downtown GR. Learn more at VAI.org. Life as a grown-up. Not what you thought it would be, right? The meetings, the stress, the boredom, and that one big question. Does any of this matter? Then you became a cop. Not what you thought it would be, right? The pride, the honor, the love for the brothers and sisters who served with you. The family who reminds you how much you matter. Being a cop. Not what you thought, right? Just what you needed, I guess. Visit MichiganPoliceChiefs.org. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you. 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archived boys and girls, high school sports, 
mhsaa.tv. That's mhsaa.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to mhsaa.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. 19 stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. Also, just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. If you miss any interview, any huge opinion, any hour, any full show, they are free and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Jeff Risden from thelionswire.com, part of the USA Today Network, also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can watch and listen to tonight on YouTube. It's a weekly get-together Going inside the Lions offseason, 8 p.m. tonight. Just search Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. He's in studio this afternoon uh, with us. All right, so we talked about uh, Lamar. uh, Not a good fit in Detroit. I know some of you out there listening would argue. Uh, We got into pick six in the NFL draft. uh, What uh, Trapasso, your friend from the Combine, had the Lions at six. Uh, taking Tyree out of Texas Tech. Uh, that second first rounder, 18, they have Devon Witherspoon, a name at corner out of Illinois that's been mentioned if Gonzalez wasn't there. Uh, where, where do you lean if if it is Tyree at uh, six? Who do you like at 18 then for the Lions in the first round? Well, Witherspoon would be fantastic. He's he's exactly what they want. And he's not. I, I don't see him being a real option at six because he is small. He does have some like warts to his game, but he's also a very talented cornerback who plays the exact schematic style that Aaron Glenn wants of his corners. He wants a press man corner that will play the run aggressively, that will get into your face, that will let a receiver know that he's getting the better of him. That's Devon Witherspoon. Now, that's also Deontay Banks. I brought him up at, at the top of the show. Deontay Banks out of Maryland, don't sleep on that guy. He's, he's a very real possibility in that range as well. And if you're looking like Joey Porter Jr., uh, you can tell that his dad will play linebacker because he plays plays cornerback like it. I, I don't think he's going to last that long. I think he tested well enough and, and shows out well enough. And, you're talking at 18 in the first Yeah, at 18, round, right? yeah. yeah. So uh, the other guy to look at is Brian Branch out of Alabama, who is a safety by name but is a slot corner by trade. He is your will. He would be your Will Harris replacement as your inside guy, and he's really good. He is clearly the best safety in this class. Uh, there's a kid out of Penn State uh, that probably is a second-round pick. It's, that's the next pick's safety. So there's a gap there. So he's a guy that don't get caught up in the fact that they're calling him a safety. He would be your slot cornerback slash safety role, and he'd, he'd, be, he'd be fine there, so he's a good player. Yeah, later after the top of the hour, we'll talk about uh, the Lions' free agent moves, what you think they'll do, because that really will dictate and give us more direction on where they'll go at 6-18 and in round one of the NFL draft, right? 100%, because if they sign an outside cornerback who's going to start, then their needs change a little bit. Right, and and that's why I'm saying if uh, C.J. Stroud is sitting there at 6, and that was a gift. (laughs) But I'm just saying. That would be nice. It's a gift 
gift pick because of the Rams, right? Right. So you weren't planning. You were planning on that being maybe you know twenties, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if they're healthy, maybe even uh, you know low twenties. And now, if Stroud did fall to you, uh, do you you take, can you can either tr- take him or you can trade that and get more and get a lot more. Yeah, that's, so that, that's that's a fun place to be. I hope that happens. Yeah, and we'll talk about that coming up uh, and free agency and how that connects to the draft. Jeff Risden for the Lions Wire. Dot com part of the USA Today Network. Also, 8 p.m. tonight, Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. Uh, just search Detroit Lions podcast. If you have a Lions question, you can join us live in the Mercantile Bank guest line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Easy ways to get in on our social networks, which are presented by the Grand Rapids Gold, down to a few I think the last two home games. Uh, get your tickets now. Van Andel Arena box office, Ticketmaster.com, and follow the Grand Rapids Gold uh, throughout the year, in season and out of season. Uh, search Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Get more for your money at Meyer. Right now, mix or match over a thousand items and pay just one dollar each when you buy seven of items like extra large avocados, select varieties of Campbell's condensed soup, and select Body Armor Super Drink. Plus, it's double points week. Earn two times the points for every dollar you spend through Emperor's. No clip necessary. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Excludes fuel. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Garter. They are one of America's top accounting and business firms, and they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of Michigan. If you're a small business, big business, and you're looking for the professionals who can help your business on any tax or business need you have, go to BeanGarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R dot com. And we're close to March Madness, so be looking for our huge bracket challenge where you could win big cash, courtesy of Tom Rosenbach and his team from Bean Garter. We'll have more details in the coming weeks. But if you're a business decision maker or owner and you're looking for professionals to help your business, Contact Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R dot com. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get nothing but net and win up to $15,000 cash. It's the $100,000 Hoop to Win. Every Saturday in March, 6 to 11 p.m. Shoot to win each week. Then on March 25th, players compete for up to $15,000. The $100,000 Hoop to Win giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. 
It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Join the fun and become a puzzle master. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is back for the second annual Be Brave Puzzle event on March 11th. This family-friendly event will raise funds for breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Learn more at VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge and Superfly back live across Michigan, 19 stations strong. For the radio station close to you, just go to thehugeshow.net. Coming up here inside this segment, my good friend Johnny Brayan Sr. joined us yesterday uh, on stage during a break to talk about his commitment to law enforcement and the military through Voice for the Badge. You can search for it on Facebook and Twitter. And this was my conversation yesterday at the Collab Lab with my good friend Johnny Brand Sr. Back on stage uh, here oh, we're on? with Johnny Brand Sr. Yeah, we're on, Johnny. Oh, we are? Okay. okay so Still don't, don't talk drink. about your wife. Still looking <laughs> for my drink. Yeah, don't talk about your wife okay. while we're on stage oh, gosh. Uh, here at our fourth anniversary, no fourth anniversary celebration. Sandy Brand in the audience. Johnny Brand Sr. You know, I'm looking at Chief... Uh, Ed Viverette, and I don't know, John, if he's ever met you or you've met him, but I, what, I can't see. I, uh, I, he is he is uh, a, a chief of police. He's part of the uh, Association of Chiefs of Police in Michigan, which Tim Wheeler, our friend, we have our True Blue segment every Wednesday where I remind people to follow Voice for the Badge on Facebook and Twitter. And years ago, uh, you began a personal mission uh, to be the voice for the badge uh, with your Facebook and your Twitter accounts and your push for more help for our law enforcement, more respect. Tell me about yep. Voice for the Badge. Well, that's exactly it. Um, our mission statement is uh, uh, unwavering support for law enforcement in all ways possible. We always uh, want to work with the inner city and improve relations. Um, frankly, I get tired of it. I mean, I get, what do you mean you get tired of what? I get tired of the police not getting the respect they deserve. Everybody knows the saying they go every day and, and risk their lives. Their families are home worrying about them. And in this day and age, it's, it's terrible. It's just awful. I'll give you an example of how one of the reasons why I love the police is when that tragedy happened in Michigan State, my granddaughter was there. And I called her up and she said, Bumpy, can I call you back? I heard I heard sirens and she was going through it right then she was in a corner huddled up they had to barricade their doors but when I, I felt totally comfortable I was so scared for her, I felt totally comfortable when I knew the police presence was there I mean then I say something about her police amen I mean they my granddaughter was just so frantic and my wife was out of control was worried but when I knew they were there my worries of her safety were gone yeah, and that, you know, those great men and women who protect and serve are going in when people are going the other way, Johnny. And that's why I tell everybody who hears this, uh, Voice for the Badge on Facebook, uh, Voice for the Badge on Twitter. It's a small way of saying uh, you support 
the men and women who put their lives on the line every day. And if you haven't been to Johnny Brands on Leonard, uh, downtown GR, I talked about the million dollar redesign. But the most important thing that I love is his wall of tribute uh, to men and women who've been killed or uh, injured in combat, who he's connected to. Uh, military, law enforcement, that's special what you do on the wall, uh, walls now yeah. at Leonard. Yeah, we love to honor the fallen. Um, too many, too many of them. But in Grand Rapids, of course, we had Robert Kosminski 12, 14 years ago. It was just terrible. I know the folks, I mean, what they go through. But I always tell them, your, your, your son died a hero. And he did. Because I tell you what, the way our police get treated now, look at Atlanta right now. It's disgusting. They don't want the police uh, training, whatever it is, going to build something. They don't want them there, so they're rioting. I'm not talking about anything to do with who's doing it. It's not racial one bit. But come on. I mean, that's the way our law enforcement gets treated. Let's take them all off the streets and just have a couple of days without them. No, we need, we need them. We need them, what happens. I, I believe, Johnny, you and I, in our support, privately and publicly, law enforcement, we're with 99% of America who feels that way. They got to speak and, out. I mean, uh, we, we, we understand, you know, I'm coming, doing this great video production. I don't put my life on the line. Uh, I, I, again, I, I don't know if I could every day, uh, but I know men and women like Chief Ed Viveret, North Muskegon, his life in law enforcement, his son's life in law enforcement, uh, all the chiefs I've met from the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police who have given 20, 30, 40 years of their life to protecting and serving, the least we can do yep. is show respect. Yes. And like I do for Chief Ed, even though he gets a little psycho on the Lions, I do love him. Thank you, uh, Chief Ed. And Johnny, your support uh, is amazing because it's real. It's from the heart. It's you. It's Sandy. It's the brand family. I have a passion. You do? For our police and military. I have a passion and I look at it this way. Our military keeps us free. Our police keep us safe in our country. Okay, well, maybe we need more police. I don't know what they figured, how they're going to solve crime if they got some miracle way. But to me, you got to have enough law enforcement to protect you. They protect you. They protect you and you and you every day. John, so I know we're, the, we're, no, we're, almost, many we're, we're almost out of time. I, I know oh, really? We'll have, yeah. Oh, well, how do you figure that? Well, because we got to... We have a live show to do. Well, I, I, well Johnny, that you, everyone was listening. I could hear the room. So thank you so much. I right? You. Uh, I don't mean to throw you off stage, but I am. Oh, you are. <laughs> Thanks, huge. Love I love you, Johnny Brand. Love you. Uh, thank you so much, man. Thank yeah. you. I got yeah, your commitment to law enforcement. One second, buddy. You got it. Big. Bad. Huge. following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a Wednesday broadcast heard all across the state from the Upper Peninsula. Houghton Hancock, Calumet, 
God's Country is Copper Country, AM 920 and 107.3 WMPL. They can also hear us in the Holland area on WHTC along the lakeshore. We originate from our flagship station studios with 96.1 The Game and GR. Superfly Hayes, our producer, Jeff Risden, in studio for one final segment today. Talking Lions, a lot going on from the Combine last week to the NFL QB carousel and Where's Rodgers going? Where's Lamar Jackson going? And also the Lions and free agency that begins on Monday. Jeff, we touched on it a little bit. So if a week from now uh, you join me again in studio, uh, what do you think are their first moves? I think they're going to be bringing back a couple of players. And that could happen before then. But I do think that Jamal Williams is going to be out there in free agency and I, th- I think he's going to realize pretty quickly that he wants to be back in Detroit, that the, the grass might not be that much greener elsewhere. Um, sometimes the grass is greener because it's over a septic tank. you got to remember that sometimes. I love that. So Williams comes back. DJ is going to be gone. I think DJ right. Shark is going to be gone. I They're think- going to get a – you mentioned, uh, I think it was last hour, hour number one, that you think they'll quickly grab a veteran backup, yes. uh, a quality backup for golf. Yeah, a quarterback of some – Repute whether it's Andy You're Dalton early in free agency, yeah, yeah. I think Rush, right? Yeah, yeah, I think they, I think they want to get that done so they can get that guy in, so he can understand what what Ben Johnson's offensive system's like. That he can that he can be there for the rookie mini camp that's coming up to help work the rookies out and things like that. I, I think that's that that's that's that seems like a big priority for him. Let's nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Say no more. And and other moves now when they go to new names uh, that will be coming in uh, beyond a backup QB. Uh, I know we mentioned, hey, what if they find that uh, big-name corner? That could affect if they go corner with six in the first round in the NFL draft. What other yeah. big splashes, if any, do you see early in free agency next week for the Lions? I don't think they're going to be in that first wave of, like, we're gonna we're getting this, these top names here. Like, I know people talk about uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the safety out of Philadelphia. He's, he's not going to be back in Philadelphia. He tweeted that out earlier today, sort of thanking the city um, and not thanking the team. Uh, that's a good way to get out of Philly. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't think they're going to be spending that much money. If they are, it's going to be on the cornerback. It's, whether it's a guy like Jamel Dean out of the bucket from the Buccaneers, uh, James Bradbury, uh, th- those that's probably the biggest names that you're going to see ever connected to Detroit. And and again, they might not even be paying that much. They might go into the next tier down of cornerbacks, but uh, they are certainly going to be looking for that. Like the, one of the things that we gathered from talking to the coaches, both on and off the record in Indianapolis. They know that they need to get a little bit older on defense, where they need and more of a leadership component. You know, Michael Brockers, he he just couldn't play anymore, but they still really valued his contributions in the locker room. He's gone now. They don't have a defensive player. I, th- I think the oldest defensive player that's under contract is twenty eight years old. Uh, so they're they're in need of that. Remember when they brought Rasheen Mathis in? As a veteran cornerback, and he gave him one really good year and then one not so good year. James Ahedabo, the safety, did the same thing. One really good year, one not so good year. They need that guy, and they know they need that guy. Is Akuda done in Detroit? He's gonna be. He, he has a. He has to prove himself. So they have to. They have to choose by May first whether they want to pick up his fifth year option or not. I wouldn't expect them to pick up that option. That would guarantee him like eleven point five million or something like that for the twenty twenty four season. God, that seems a lot for that. That's dude. a lot of money for him. Now he can be that good, and they're going to give him a chance to be that good. But he's got to earn it. Uh, the way he he was he was 
that guy at the beginning of last season, early on, after he got the concussion, missed a couple of games, came back, also had another ankle injury. There's a couple of things that go on with that. First off, he keeps getting hurt. Secondly, he doesn't. He came back and he wasn't the same guy. He wasn't as effective as he was before it. So there, he'll be around. He will compete, but they need somebody else to be more reliant on. They can't depend on that in the long term. Where you can get that with your first round pick or a free agent that you're going to sign for three years, four years. Is Kaminsky coming back? That's actually the one that I I hope they get that done before free agency even starts. He can sign now if he wants to. I don't. I'm I'm honestly surprised that he hasn't signed back. Is yet. that a sign that other teams may be showing interest via his agent? Right. I would I would think so. Either that or maybe the Lions just aren't that keen on keeping him. And I I can't figure out why they wouldn't be. But again, if they want to get truly better at the edge position, then maybe you do let him go because you're paying a lot of guys. Like one of the things that we gathered again on and off the record in Indianapolis, they really really like Josh Pascal. Like he was their second round pick last year. He didn't play a lot of the year. Didn't so have you got Pascal, you got Hutch. You start to do they, the math they, on linemen, right? Who, they, who they, stays, right? They, yeah, they have James Houston. They have Romeo Aquara and Charles Harris, both under contract at least today. They're projected to take an edge rusher right. at six or eighteen, right? Right. And if if they do that, there's not really room for Kaminsky. Um, there there really isn't room for that that other. Again, the way that they talk about Josh Pascal is the way that fans talk about getting Tyree Wilson or even Will Anderson. Like, they really, really, really like that guy. Um, probably more than the average fan could comprehend or process. Like, they see him as an above-average NFL starter next year. So they're not they're not going to be looking that hard to be... Now, uh, now, if a Will Anderson falls to him, if they fall in love with Tyree Wilson, they're not going to hesitate to take him. I don't think they're. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're just the way that they feel internally about the guys that they've got and the youth that they've got. That, that that's a tough sell for me. Yeah, because uh, I'm looking at uh, is a you know the free agent linebacker. I know we talked about Wagner. Uh, you know, picking up a veteran. Wagner would be wonderful if you can get him for a one year deal that's affordable. Uh, but you wonder again so with good. competition out there. Our guys and the same thing with Jamal Williams. Are there going to be teams giving three year deals? Where you get more guaranteed money, and, right. and they'll take it because they know they're on the backside of their careers. Yeah, this this is probably Bobby Wagner's last contract, so he's going to have to make it maximize that. And he's he's not he's not dumb. And and by the way, if you're a fan, don't fault players for going for the money. No, they, no one does. because you really can't do that. And if you like, people are like, oh, Jamal will come back because he wants to. You know, he likes it here so much that he'll take less money. I as much as I love Jamal Williams, and and I think he's an integral part of the team. I really hope he wouldn't take less money to come back to Detroit for, from his standpoint, like go get your money, man, <laughs> go do it. All right. So when we're looking at <laughs> positions of need, we agree backup quarterback, whether it's free agency, re-signing what you have or the upcoming draft. So yeah. quarterback, backup QB taken care of yeah. uh, in free agency. Yeah. Uh, what, what, backup, a backup offensive lineman, right? Yeah. Somebody, and they need right guard, right? They also need their sixth, that that backup offensive tackle, Matt Nelson, is kind of stagnated. And remember, this is a team they. So is that free agency or draft? That's probably draft. That that's a guy that you can draft a little bit later. Um, I, I, unless you're getting a guy that's like really on the cheap that you know didn't play well elsewhere in a sort of a reclamation project. They do use their sixth lineman a lot. It's their de facto black blocking tight end. They used it on 11% of their play. They used the sixth lineman on 11% of their offensive plays last year. That's higher than any other team. It is a role that they do use. 
and they need somebody better at it than Matt Nelson, or they put a tackle in and let Panay be the guy that runs around. Up. Yeah, so and we mentioned That'd linebacker, uh, depth at defensive line. It may already be in house. Yeah, and the edge rusher you're going to get at at six more than likely. Whether yeah, six or what, eighteen. Oh, but there, there's also there's there's some guys that they've looked at later on. Um, uh, a name that you need to know, and in draft parlance, he's FAU. Is Felix Anudike Uzoma out of Kansas State? Um, so th- we'll, we'll go back to the combine real fast. When Dan Campbell spoke at the podium last Wednesday afternoon, one of the things that he said was, "We've interviewed 35, 30 to thirty-five guys already, and there's four people that I've made a check next to that, that could play for me that I'm interested in." Have it on pretty good information that FAU is one of those players. Now he's a guy that's going to be you. You have, probably have to take him with your first, second round pick, but he's a guy as an edge rusher who can play the run on the way to the pass. Uh, that, that would make some sense. I this is just my guess, but I think Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin is another one. A defensive tackle, he would certainly be in that draft range as well if you're looking for that. Um, so, well, now, now back to free agency. If if Alex Anzalone leaves at linebacker. He's got to be replaced, and that's not going to be as easy as... Is that Wagner's spot? That, 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 would, that would be Wagner's spot. That would be uh, Anthony Walker out of Cleveland is a guy that's, that's got some background that, that fits. There are, there are some other guys out there uh, that, that, you know, lower level, they're, they're, not gonna, they're never going to break the bank for a linebacker. It's got to be the right fit. It's just it's the least important position on their defense, and they've made that very clear. Uh, again, both on and off the record, they make it very clear. Linebacker is their position of least emphasis on defense doesn't mean that they're going to go you know and just play league minimum guys but if you're looking for them to go out and and sign you know or draft at six it's not going to happen it just isn't that's just not how anybody in this regime rolls but if they can get a bobby wagner for one year six million dollars at the tail end yeah they'll take that and that wouldn't surprise me if that happens. Um, he's he's going to have other suitors, though. He's he's still really good. What is interesting is how transparent all their needs are. I don't, it is. I don't. Yeah. I don't think there are a lot of surprises awaiting in free agency or the NFL draft, unless yeah. the, the Stroud thing. If he would fall to six, or one of those big name quarterbacks are there, yeah. would Holmes and Campbell, who aren't thinking their jobs are on the line and they're not right now. Would they take that as their QB of the future and ride out golf the next two years? Right, and, and that's the big question. And we don't, we do not know that answer. They have given, they have talked out of every side of every mouth on that subject. Where if you don't want them to do that, you've got sound bites that reinforce your position that they they're not going to do it. If you want them to do that, you've got the same. They have said enough that you can, you can say yes. This is what they said. They're going to do it. Like they, they've done that. They've done that masterfully. That, by the way, is the influence of John Dorsey in the front office. John Dorsey, I covered him when he was the GM in Cleveland. He is the master of setting it up ambiguously. He can go in any direction, and you can point back and like, oh, he did say this, um, whether it was for or against it. Like you've you've got that, and and he's also very good at giving out fake information. He is the canary trap guy. This is something that my my co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast, Chris, talks about all the time. He lays the canary traps. He'll tell one thing to one reporter, one thing to another reporter, one thing to another reporter. None of them might be true. He's just wanting to see like where the leaks are and who the, who the information. John Dorsey is a master. Cleveland media got paranoid when John Dorsey was there, and uh, I, I actually have warned my my Detroit colleagues about that a little bit. And and uh, one one of the the more prominent beat writers got back to me like two weeks later. He's like, 
Yeah, I see it. Thanks for that. Heads up. Well, he has, so, so be careful about that. One thing I'll say about Dorsey and his experience as GM with Cleveland, he has been in the shadows uh, with the Lions, which I think is a good thing. Yes, he is. Right? He, he's very active, um, I will say. Behind the scenes. Yeah, right? oh, behind the scenes. He's, he's very involved. And uh, he, he is... He's not making the decisions, but he is certainly a sounding board that Brad Holmes and Ray Agnew, the assistant GM, respect very much and lean on very much. And Chris Spillman's in that conversation, too. Yeah, and Spillman also, again, uh, this has been really about Sheila Hamp, Brad Holmes, and Dan Campbell. And then Goff's Goff's been the face of the franchise with Aiden and Hutch uh, emerging, and they they're they're doing it the right way, and that's really why we're are. comfortable. And I, I again, as we break down the needs for free agency that starts on Monday, or who you're going to resign and not resign from the Lions roster this past season to the draft, you are in a comfortable position in all areas. Yeah, even you, if you, you lose are. out, if you lose out on Wagner, okay, it doesn't derail you moving forward as a team. Right. You're going to have other options. You can draft a guy like Trenton Simpson or um, my guy Dion Henley out of Washington State as a linebacker in the second round. And are they Bobby Wagner? No. Are they close enough? Maybe. Maybe for how, how you use your linebackers, they, they absolutely could be. Um, I, I'm gonna, you're going to hear it a lot from me uh, as we go close to the draft. I'm a big Dion Henley fan. He is the best coverage linebacker in this, this draft, and he can do more than that, too. He's also another guy who... Uh, I don't know if the Lions had interviewed him by that point, but he would certainly fit the checkbox for uh, for Dan Campbell as a guy that fits the culture, the mentality, the kneecap biting. That that's Diane Henley. Um, the kneecap biting. Yeah. Uh, the dog. Yeah. One hundred percent. The the right fit. The culture off that eight and two finish. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Risden. He's getting set for double duty today. The Detroit Lions podcast tonight at eight p.m. on YouTube. Just search Detroit Lions podcast. Also on YouTube. Uh, you can search Michigan Sports Network and the Huge Show, and you can check out our fourth anniversary video broadcast from yesterday from the Collaborative Lab in Comstock Park. An unbelievable sound and video stage production facility, something you normally would see in Hollywood, Chicago, or in New York. You can find out more if you're a business, small or big, a team, a school, uh, a band, uh, anything where you want that huge, big look. Uh, go to collaborativelab.com. That's collaborativelab.com. Risden, good stuff today in studio, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you bringing me back in and uh, being back in Michigan for a while here. Yeah, and you'll after, be on, after a week in Indianapolis, I was ready to be home. And you'll be on that Detroit Lions podcast tonight. We'll do it tonight. We also have a free agency preview coming Sunday. Uh, I don't know the time on that yet, but uh, check that out, too. Yeah, easiest gonna... way, just subscribe and follow Detroit Lions podcast. There you go. Like and subscribe. Uh, on the Michigan Sports Network uh, on YouTube. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thanks. All right, Jeff Risden from thelionswire.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter at J-E-F-F-R-I-S-D-O-N. And that Detroit Lions podcast happens every week tonight live at 8 p.m. Search for it on YouTube. From St. Joseph to Midland. This show is huge. 
It's time to go on the court with Anthony Bellino. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. The Michigan Wolverines concluded their 2022-23 regular season with two highly contested road games. The first at Illinois, which was a four-point double overtime loss to the Illini, followed up by a two-point heartbreaker at Assembly Hall once again in overtime against Indiana. Two golden opportunities for the Wolverines to solidify themselves in the upcoming NCAA tournament and two opportunities squandered by the Maize and Blue. The loss at Indiana cost them the number two seed in the upcoming Big Ten tournament and now they find themselves sitting as the eighth seed. Many believe Michigan is on the outside looking in, not even as the first four out, which makes tomorrow's game at noon against Rutgers basically an elimination game if they want to make it to the NCAA tournament. And if they can get that victory, they will then seed number one Purdue on Friday. It's March. You know what that means. Survive in advance. The name of the game. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Hey Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Fish on! The Ultimate Sports Show Grand Rapids is back March 9 through 12. Over four football fields of fishing tackle, fishing boats, fishing trips, and hunting gear, all inside the Boss Place. Shop two acres of the newest tackle from Michigan dealers who know Michigan waters and game fish. With traveling special debates only available here once a year. Book the trip of a lifetime at lodges, fly-ins, charters, and resorts. Meet the guides and lodge owners at the show. It's a fishing boat supermarket. Get the best boat prices of the year from dealers who specialize in rigging them right. Free fishing and hunting seminars from the pros and guides on five stages. See Lake Ultimate with fast boats floating right on the lake. Plus rock climb and trout pond for the kids and the hog trough. A truck-sized aquarium filled with game fish. And the lumberjacks are back. See them climbing, chopping, and log rolling on Lake Ultimate. It's all at the Ultimate Sports Show this Thursday through Sunday at DeVos Place. Downtown Grand Rapids. Sportsmen never miss it. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are into segment number two on this Wednesday broadcast on The Huge Show across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Now, yesterday had our fourth anniversary on the Michigan Sports Network video broadcast on YouTube and statewide radio broadcast. Uh, you may have heard my conversation with John Beeline about Michigan basketball and the Pistons. And if you missed it, here is the huge replay from yesterday at the Collab Lab. 
John, uh, welcome to our fourth anniversary show on the Michigan Sports Network. We're here in the collaborative lab, west side of the state. Uh, John currently uh, helping out the Pistons, a legendary uh, coach at all levels, a good man on and off the air, and thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Hughes. It's always good to be on your show and uh, especially to commemorate this anniversary. So uh, this anniversary is happening in March. Uh, College coaches live for March. We've watched Juwan Howard in Michigan last two games on the road at Assembly Hall uh, in Champaign-Urbana. They could have finished second in the Big Ten. They battled. They fought. Uh, You can see the difference March basketball brings to a college team. What do you remember uh, through all the marches when you were a head coach. Yeah. Uh, these, are, these are the favorite. This is what I, is my favorite time of the year and what I remember so much. Uh, as I look all the way back to, you know, Canisius making the tournament in uh, 1996, uh, uh, it's just it's a magical time, and there's something about spring, and you wake up and the birds are chirping and the sun sets a little bit later, and you're playing in the postseason. And especially when you go into a, it, your tournament, because there's so much unknown. You just go in and you don't know whether you're you pack, you pack bags for five, four or five days, but you might be going home in one. So it, it's really a, an intriguing time. It's special, and anybody, any really, absolutely anything can happen uh, over these next four or five days in every tournament in the country. Yeah, Big Ten tournament uh, this weekend and also Selection Sunday. Michigan, I think they have some work to do. I believe the quality losses at Illinois and Indiana will uh, be a plus come Selection Sunday. But beat Rutgers, I I think they still have a shot. Beat Rutgers and Purdue, uh, they're in uh, the pressure to win on the kids, on the coaches when it comes to March Madness and the conference tournaments and the NCAA tournaments. What's that like? It's it's pretty intense, but I think they'll take a read. Uh, all the teams will take a read from their coaches. And, you know, I used to be so stressed out, but I fa- I faked it like crazy, going the best that I could going into these tournaments, especially when we were a bubble team, and and that that happened over a few, more than a few times between even West Virginia, we were a bubble team uh, a few times or one time, and then uh, there, a couple of times at Michigan as well. So you just go in, but then when you get into a mindset, Bill, that hey, the turn this is the tournament, and let's just go. We we prepared all year for this. Uh, that's I think that's what helped us have any success we had is that coming from a Canisius and Richmond where you had to win it, going to this to a situation of being a power conference that you you were I always felt we were pretty prepared for this time of the year, and let's just play. John, how about your plane sliding off the runway in the Ypsilanti and your team goes on that unbelievable run? I, I, I get goosebumps. I will say yeah. I'm pretty neutral. I got goosebumps when I had Izzo uh, on the show, and I'm getting goosebumps uh, going back and talking with you after it and not knowing what's happening as that plane yeah. uh, isn't getting lift. Uh, you're wondering if you're going to live. And the way your team yeah. responded, the way the coaches responded, one of the best things I've ever saw in March Madness. Well, it, Bill, I, I really thought when we met with the team, we, t- we went back. There was no power anywhere in Ann Arbor because it was such a bad, windy day. And um, we, when we went back and met with the team, I didn't think we were making that trip the next day. You know, we, we said, you know, the bus going to leave at 7. We play at 12. 
And uh, if you guys are on that bus, we'll go play the game and uh, we'll catch the flight and play the game. But I really thought maybe, you know, that was enough. We'll take our chances. We were in position to be in the bubble. But then for to go and just scratch out the scouting report and then just go play the best basketball we played uh, in, a, in a sense probably 14. It was the best basketball Michigan had played. Uh, it was just it, it was something I'll always remember and certainly one of my favorite moments of all time of going through those five days and four games in Washington, D.C. And playing in your practice uniforms after the plane <laughs> crash and the you know, you can uh, you can have a light moment about it now, but it really, I think, changed a lot of people on that uh, plane. And it showed your leadership, something I really admire about you uh, on and off the court, your leadership. Uh, you now have transitioned to the Pistons. We'll get that uh, conversation going in a moment. But your thoughts on this Michigan team in the Big Ten tournament and what they need to do to hear their name on Sunday and make it to the NCAA tournament. I try to turn everything into a positive uh, that I possibly can. But I, knowing my teams of the past, the ones that had like really tough losses uh, in in February and March, ones that were right there, we certainly have had some were right there. Uh, usually, you learn these bits from them, and you're really good at, at in March when it really counts. You'll learn things from the Indiana, from the Illinois game that all of a sudden you're going to be in a similar situation in the tournament and the team's going to respond from it. And, and that's the way you have to really coach the whole season. But they forget about a December game where things went awry and now it's, you're in a situation similar to that in the tournament. But they will remember you know, what happened in, the last, uh, in this last month where they had great wins, amazing wins, and uh, and then, you know, all but they also had some tough losses. So hopefully it's it's going to be the fertilizer they need right now to grow and then move forward in this tournament. They can win this tournament, I think, with the exception may, maybe of Minnesota. I mean, everybody can make a run and who knows what Minnesota will do tomorrow. But I think they can make any team can make a run like we did back in 17, where where we were not a high seed. We were a good team, but not a high seed. Tell you what, John, I know you're working with the Pistons, but you just use the phrase fertilizer to grow. I think you're headed towards March Madness as a color commentator. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, fertilizer kind of fits the show. Bill Simonson, BS on Sports. Uh, before I let you go, I do want to talk about your role with the Pistons, uh, the move back to the NBA after your experience as head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. What's it been like uh, inside uh, the practice facility, team playing, working with the Pistons? It, you know, being an assistant coach has been very different for me, and I've just tried to grab that role and be a, try to be the best I can in that role. And we've, we've been, in those two years, we've been through so many different things, especially with injuries and a young team. So I see growth all the time. Uh, but when, when you're you're trying to grow, but you're playing against Damon Lillard one night, you know, and, or you're playing playing against Donovan Mitchell another night, uh, it is hard. It's 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 hard to see that development that we end up seeing. So um, I, I like the role that I have. I try to do as much as I can, 
And, uh, you know, we're, we're in position right now to, you know, finish down the stretch, learn as much as we can from every game, and then go forward with a, you know, a, a really young roster that's gained valuable experience during these last two years where we didn't win a lot, but we, we certainly made – we developed in a lot of areas. John, I appreciate your time here on our fourth anniversary show. Four years with Marty Boer and the Michigan Sports Network team from the Collaborative Lab. When you see this video, now we're live across 19 stations in Michigan uh, right now. But when you see this video, you will say to yourself, I never realized how good looking Bill Simonson really is. (laughs) <laughs> I'll wait and see that. Well, you all, I almost left you speechless on that one, Johnny. Okay. <laughs> uh, Bill, you know, I've loved being on your show for all these years. And uh, I, God willing, I hope I have many more years that we can talk about a lot of things because I really, I enjoyed it despite the stress when I was coaching or even now I enjoy every minute that we can talk. So thanks for the opportunity. Congratulations on this great run with your show. And, John, uh, we will play golf in northern Michigan this year. My good friend, Raul, yes, uh, will join me in CC, and we'll get a foursome going. Okay, buddy? That would be great. All, All right. right. Have Take a good care. day. Yeah. Take care, man. Man, I love that guy, John Beeline. Miss him a lot at the University of Michigan, helping the Pistons uh, try and get back. Still some work to do there. Now, on Wednesdays, we always have our True Blue segment presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police in a moment. Uh, we'll talk to Reverend Markel Hutchins, who's trying to bring together communities. But yesterday, at our anniversary taping at the Collab Lab, I had a chance to talk with the man in charge of the North Muskegon Police Department. We are back uh, off air uh, doing our interviews with our great clients, partners, friends of the huge show in the Michigan Sports Network here from the Collaborative Lab in Comstock Park. Now, Chief Ed Viverette, you heard me mention him uh, in my opening, uh, he is the chief of police for North Muskegon. I've come to know uh, Chief Viverette and other great men and women in law enforcement through Tim Wheeler and the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police and their partnership uh, with the huge show on our Wednesday 545 True Blue presentation where we showcase the great things happening uh, in law enforcement in the state of Michigan and also help with almost 4,000 jobs open in law enforcement and Chief Man, good to see you again. Glad to be here. Man, do you hear me mention you with Herman Moore? How cool is that? That's too, that's too nice, too nice. I'm going to have to pay you for that later. You are, oh, trust me, you'll get it. You'll get it. <laughs> so uh, we'll get to the lines in a moment, but uh, you, you've been on all sides of law enforcement in terms of working east side, west side. Yes. Uh, the commitment, uh, those who choose to serve and protect our communities. Uh, talk about what it means to be a police officer, let alone the chief of police of North Muskegon? Well, first of all, it's a great honor to be a police officer, but it is a challenging job. And that's one of the things that I think people need to know how much a commitment it is from you're just not a police officer Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday. You're a police officer 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, from working from the east side of the uh, state of Michigan, working for the Michigan State Police, to being now where I'm at, it's like um, I've grown up a little bit and the chief of police over there, and it's the west side is the best side. So I'm loving it being a chief. It's an honor and a privilege to be a chief in that community. Yeah, West Side is the best side. West Side is the best side. I like that. You need a T-shirt in North Muskegon. I, I will make one. You will with the police. Yeah. West Side is the best side. That's right. Uh, I just want 52% of uh, <laughs> what you make off of it. Uh, for someone that will hear this, because we're doing it in front of the audience here during our local breaks, but it also will air uh, on the huge show across Michigan on the Michigan Sports Network. I mentioned something that was shocking when I was at the 
Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police annual convention in downtown GR. There are almost 4,000 openings in law enforcement in America. In the state of Michigan. Oh, excuse me, the state of Michigan. Yes. The state of Michigan. I don't want to, yeah, 4,000 in Michigan. Yes. Let alone what uh, the country has to offer, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You could be anywhere from a small town um, city police officer to a tribal police to a county sheriff to the Michigan State Police um, from um, above the Mackinac Bridge all the way down to uh, Monroe County. There's openness any place you want to um, take this great career. So, talent. what's the easiest way? If somebody uh, sees this, they're listening to it, uh, and they want to. Uh, move into law enforcement, a man or woman who wants to serve and protect, what's the easiest way to become part of a law enforcement agency in Michigan? So the easiest way is to go to the MCOL's website, the Michigan um, um, MCOL's uh, website, which uh, talks about um, the standards to be a police officer, and they list every job, not every job, but most jobs that's out there. Or you can just go to your local police department, because I guarantee you, your local police department is hiring. Yeah, and just stop in, right? Check the local, local county, city, state, state website, right? Yeah. And go to and Michigan State Police. Just has Google great, it, probably just, pretty simple, right? Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Lions prediction. You heard me talking to Herman Moore. I mentioned you uh, in my opening uh, segment. Uh, you're a huge Lions fan, wearing Lions gear right now. Just letting you know. I know. 24-7. Stafford's not there. Goff's a man. We both agree with that, right? We both agree with that. All right. Now, you heard Herman. I, I believe if they can get home field advantage twice in the next five years, they're going to a Super Bowl. How are you feeling about the Lions' future? Wow, that's a big, big... Uh, well, you, you, you're saying that like wild, like you want to put handcuffs on me. Or yeah, right? I'm trying to call, uh, pull you back Wow, that's bit. too big? I think it's too big. Why? That's saying the Lions are going to go not only to one, but two Super Bowls? I mean, they got a good track record. I, I, I would stretch to say maybe one. You remember, I've been a Lions season ticket holder for about 20 years, and I went to Green Bay when they were... Uh, Oh, and 16, I didn't believe that then, but I was in Green Bay when they lost there. So, so you, you were going to um, be there tempered. for the only win, right? I was going to be there for the only win, so I'm a little tempted. And I heard the story that you walked from north of Muskegon across the ice to go to that game. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Man, thanks but, for stopping by. Thank you, Pat. Chief Ev Everett, North Muskegon uh, Police Department. Good man. Uh, thank you so much, Chief. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks right? for having me. All right. I appreciate you. Chief Ed Everett joining us uh, here on The Huge Show. Everything huge, 24-7 at net. There are a lot of reasons why some people would never want to be a cop. It's not 9 to 5, no two days are ever the same, it isn't safe, and it is never easy. There are also a lot of reasons why some people would never want to be anything other than a cop. It's not 9 to 5, no two days are ever the same, it isn't safe, and it is never easy. So... Which one are you? Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org and find out. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get nothing but nets and win up to $15,000 cash. It's the $100,000 Hoop to Win, every Saturday in March, 6 to 11 p.m. Shoot to win each week. Then on March 25th, players compete for up to $15,000. The $100,000 Hoop to Win giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. 
Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Get more for your money at Meyer. Right now, mix or match over a thousand items and pay just one dollar each when you buy seven of items like extra large avocados, select varieties of Campbell's condensed soup, and select Body Armor Super Drink. Plus, it's double points week. Earn two times the points for every dollar you spend through Emperor's. No clip necessary. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Excludes fuel. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Time for another True Blue segment on the Huge Show across Michigan with our friends from the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And we're having the president and chief executive officer of the Congregation One Precinct, One COP initiative join us, the Reverend Markel Hutchins. He's a visionary behind Movement Forward Incorporated. And like I mentioned, the One Congregation, One Precinct. Markel, welcome to the show. It's good to be with you, sir. All right, so let's talk about that one COP initiative for people listening for the first time here on the True Blue segment on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, what is your vision and mission? Well, the vision of our body of work, both with the One Cop or One Congregation, One Precinct initiative and our signature initiative, National Faith and Blue Weekend, is to leverage the power and the influence of faith-based and other community organizations to join them together with law enforcement to help bridge, build bridges between folks in local communities, the residents across Michigan and across America, and the law enforcement officers that protect and serve those communities. Over the last several years, we have seen an unprecedented degree of strain and stress between law enforcement and folks in the various communities across this country. So we're taking the body of work that we have and really force multiplying community engagement and community outreach from law enforcement agencies. Police departments and sheriff's offices from one side of America to the other recognize that there needs to be some innovation, there needs to be some reinvigoration in law enforcement. Lord knows we need more people to choose careers in law enforcement But police departments and sheriff's offices can't do it by themselves. They need people in communities to stand with them when they when they uh, uh, are trying to do good for our communities. And that's what our body of work is all about, both at the One Cop Initiative and Faith and Blue Weekend. The Reverend Markel Hutchins, uh, the visionary and the man behind Movement Forward, incorporated in the One Congregation, One Precinct, One Cop Initiative. A renowned activist, a professional speaker, businessman, and a guy who just wants to bring everybody together. What, what is the biggest hurdle uh, for finding that bridge to bring law enforcement and people together? What do you think needs to be done? The only thing that I think that inhibits uh, folks from really figuring out a pathway forward and actually coming up with solutions in local communities is people's unwillingness to sit together and reason together. Because when we sit together and and converse together, we find that no matter where we're from, no matter what our politics or our perspective or our religion or our race or ideology overall, what unites us together is much stronger and much more plentiful than what divides us. What has inhibited progress around policing, particularly in the aftermath of law enforcement-involved tragedies like Tyree Nichols in Memphis and George Floyd in 
Minneapolis and other places, is we too often have folks standing in their individual corners yelling and screaming messages about our lives matter or our lives matter instead of coming together and sitting together and reasoning together. The number one inhibitor to progress around these issues is a lack of willingness to sit together and converse together. And I uh, am firmly committed to building spaces and creating uh, apparatuses for people in communities to sit with their law enforcement professionals. Are mistakes made? Absolutely. And, And I am convinced that nobody wants these mistakes to happen less frequently than law enforcement. Police officers and sheriff's deputies across this country are committed to really building these bridges, but we have to make sure that communities also have the appetite that is necessary to create the kind of change that we all want to see. The Reverend Markel Hutchins, uh, he is a man behind Movement Forward, can't do it alone. That's why he needs the communities, the people, and local law enforcement to all work together, and that's what the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, they're attempting to do, bring peace to all of our communities across Michigan, the One Congregation, One Precinct, One Cop Initiative. You can find out more at RevMarkel.com. That's R-E-V-M-A-R-K-E-L.com. He's a voice for the voiceless, and also uh, he follows Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s call to make a career of humanity. And the Reverend, I appreciate your time here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Anything I can help with your initiative and bringing people together, let me know. Thank you so much, sir. You know, I uh, I congratulate the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. You know, the, the 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 law enforcement leaders in Michigan and across America again recognize that there needs to be some innovation, there needs to be some changes and transformations, but they can't do it by themselves. They need the community, and through our body of work with National Faith and Blue Weekend, the One Cop Initiative, and Movement Forward. Uh, overall, we try to offer a pathway for folks to work collaboratively with our law enforcement professionals. And I can tell you, the folks at the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police are top-notch. The executive director, the executive board are very committed to engaging with the communities across Michigan. And I just hope that the people in the communities are as eager to work with police as police are to work with them. Uh, You said the, the Faith in Blue weekend. When is that? National Faith in Blue Weekend is the second weekend in October. Uh, it is widely uh, celebrated across the state of Michigan. It has become, in the three years that, since we created it, it's become the largest police community outreach project in American history, not for religious purposes, but there are more faith-based organizations in Michigan than any other type of community group. And each one of those churches, synagogues, mosques, temples, other faith-based organizations are an ideal resource to connect communities and their law enforcement officers. So that's what we do. We're very proud of our partnership with both the Michigan Chiefs and the Michigan Sheriffs. It's, it's, it's an effort like all of our work to unite us together because there is no limit Build to the good that we can do or the change that we can create if we have the courage and capacity to sit together and reason together. And that's what Faith in Blue is all about. That's what the One Cop Initiative is all about. That's what the Michigan Chiefs are all about. And, Bill, that's what you're all about. Thank you. Hey, man, I agree with you. The Reverend uh, Markel Hutchins, One Cop Initiative. Uh, you have the Faith in Blue weekend in October and also their partnership with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. You can find out more about what Reverend Markel uh, was 
telling everybody across the state, R-E-V-M-A-R-K-E-L.com. Thank you so much for the conversation and your time, and good luck with the initiative. And again, anything I can do to help, let me know. Thank you, sir. All right, the Reverend Markel Hutchins joining us on our True Blue segment presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police every Wednesday right around this time. As I've mentioned this week and during our anniversary celebration yesterday and talking with Chief Ed Viverette from North Muskegon Police, nearly 4,000 law enforcement openings right now across the state of Michigan. So if you're a man or woman interested in a career in law enforcement and feel the need to protect and serve, uh, stop by your local law enforcement agency, fill out an application, Google your local law enforcement agency uh, online and state police and your county websites and your city websites if you want to step up and serve and protect like the great men and women do all across Michigan. Big. Bad. Huge.